3D6 down the line. Hello, everybody. We are back for episode 3 of our Dolman Wood campaign. Uh, tonight, we have, again, three players. We have David, Matt, and Ted. We are missing Mike, who is dead to me, has, once again, no good excuse whatsoever, and he's not invited back ever again. So we are without our magic user, Elfric, but we have joining us again, finally, thank God, Halifax Swinney, played by Matt, which is awesome. So uh, Matt has spent the day watching episode two, like all good viewers, and is completely <laughs> caught up and is uh, ready to go. So um, Matt, is there? do you have any questions about what happened last time, or are you do you feel like you're kind of up to date? Oh, I feel like I'm kind of up to date. I know that we um, uh, have a job from uh, the wizard, uh, uh, Dur something, Dirge, what was his name? Mosselmeyer Druge. Druge, Druge. Yes. not Dirge. The man of, of octagons. <laughs> uh, I know Oberon. that there was, there was a, a little bit of House Oberon, exploring, yes. uh, exploring around town, uh, checked out a bathhouse. A uh, little Boy. mysterious stuff going on in the bathhouse. Um, yes, that was the opening uh, host. More known for being right. a tavern. It just happens to have a couple of baths down in the basement. Okay. Yeah. And illegal liquor operation. Something, go something weird going on down the basement. Um, uh, let's see. There was uh, uh, a quest presented uh, by this wizard. Uh, yes. On without a time limit. Right. Uh, he has, he nice. has patience, yes. To retrieve a bronze uh, ring off of a skeleton deep within a burial mound to the south. Pays well. Yes. Matt, did you get the part where we got to the wand of Epicac? <laughs> <laughs> I, missed, I missed that one. Oh, man. Was that off uh, camera? Did we do that off camera? Did we? No, I think it's on camera. I think it's on camera. Uh, I, must, I must have missed that part. Halifax was busy hurling into a, a chamber pot. Something about we were going to use it on Ostich or something like that. I don't remember. It was funny. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, so you've got, um, uh, of course, the, the, the first thing you heard about, of course, was um, rescuing the Princess Violet, right, from mm -hmm. supposed brigands near the Abbey to the west, right? You've also, other major ones you've got is the, you've got the uh, search, getting the rogue Prismus, uh, Prismus for the Ducal Knights, wanted for sedition and theft of Ducal property. They're offering a 2,000 gold piece reward. Very juicy. But even more juicy is, of course, Mossemeyer Druge's... Um, request for the bronze ring and uh, no questions asked he wants five he, he will give you five thousand gold for it um there is still the lingering thing of what did beth milda find out from mosselmeyer lady beth milda one of the ducal knights right um you've got that illegal operation going on at the open the oast you saw them loading ca uh, uh, cases of unmarked liquor into the back of a wagon at the back of the open the oast um, and yeah, and then you spent um, the rest of the session basically uh, traveling around the hex in which Prigwort is at the center of, um, discovering that it's not too, n not too much happened. Basically, you know, it's it's a pretty standard forest with standard game, um, and you just got a feel for the place. So that's basically the deal. Um, it is right now. It is eleven lime wild, eleven lime walled, um, which is the eleventh of February. Very very cold. Um, yesterday was a clear and cold day, which is why you spent it out uh, exploring. It was a good day for exploring, but we do need to roll for the weather. When you wake up in the morning at the Clashed Antler, um, you, this is your night um, that you spent in the uh, one of the little shanties outside in the beer garden. 
so it was nice you actually had complete complete privacy you didn't have to worry about ostish or any of that stuff or sleeping on the common room floor so you got good rest um with your fellow mates so i need someone to roll me a uh, 2d6 please for the weather uh well i feel uh, like i i, I oh, wasn't no, yeah, so i'll i'll uh make up uh 2d6 you said yes get some dice rolling in there matt do it there we go there we go nine baby rolling on owlbear Okay, cool. So, nine is a um, yeah. The higher you basically the way this two d six is, it's like a it's a nice bell curve. The higher you on the curve, the nicer the weather basically. Um, mm. So uh, nine is good because it's really high on the curve. And you've got uh, it is a gloomy day with a cold wind, but not a um, not a uh, like a freezing wind. You know what I mean? It's nothing something that you have to like push against really. It's just a very overcast day. It looks like a storm might be on the horizon, but, um, and just a steady wind blowing. Um, and you wake up to that as you do your, uh, uh, what do you call those? The starts with an M in the morning. Your, your morning ablutions. Ablutions. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I'm Washing in the face and brushing of the tooth. Yes. Ablutions. <laughs> Starts with the M. Also, I don't know where he's going with this. <laughs> yes. I, can't believe, I can't believe you pulled that out, though, Ted. Exactly the word I was looking for was ablutions. And I'm like, it starts with an M. <laughs> uh, All right. Yes, that's what you feel when you walk outside and do that in the beer garden. Um, another great cheery day in Prigwort. Uh, what do you do? Well, I, uh, uh, I, I know that Halifax is a very grateful to no longer be glued to the chamber pot. Yeah, that was miserable. The bad twenty-four hours for you, and it was oh, such a nice day oh. too to be locked away. Yeah. It was it was the worst, and uh, uh, honestly, the worst part about it is, um, he uh, uh, really feels like, um, is, you know, returning to town uh, when this abduction, uh, the abduction of Violet, who um, uh, is the daughter of his lady. His name I totally remember. Oh, Violet. Lady. Oh, Lady Haramore. Uh, yeah. Lady Haramore. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, he feels like this is a sign for him. Uh, it's Being like cursed it's... with the with the trotters. There is that. That was <laughs> no, the sign. No, no, that, no, no, no. That that was like okay. Maybe you're a little. I think maybe you're just a little too excited. Uh, you know, returning to town uh, with this, he sees this as an opportunity. Um, to be known uh, I see. his lady like he's he's no he's nobody there and he knows it he's seen these people but they don't know who he is right and right. Uh, to to march up to that uh, uh, to that great house present to his lady a rescued princess is like his his dream like that's this is like presented to him on a, a silver platter gotcha and then he gets the the trots in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You're right. So now is your chance to plead your case, I guess. Uh, what do you guys? What, what do you guys want to do? Or do you want to? Um, do you want to investigate more in town and ask more about town, or do you want to? Well, John, could you throw the hex mac back up on Albear, possibly? Yes, actually. And now I actually have a, another surprise for you. Now that you asked that. Oh. Yes, I do. The high def version. One moment, please. Ooh. Reticulating splines. <laughs> you, you remember that, but you couldn't remember evolution. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. 
Uh, nice. I see a blank screen. It's beautiful. Oh, whoa. There's, there's a loading now bar. I Hold on. <laughs> now I see it. Whoa. whoa this is yes. gorgeous. Is this a loaded version? So we're kind of showing this off to the world uh, for the first time. This is actually brand new from the Patreon content from last week from Gavin himself. Um, the first um, actual official player's map. Oh, man. John, do you know the name of the illustrator who did this? Uh, I do. I think his name is Jonathan Newell, N-E-W-E-L-L. -L. He's my hero. This, this is beautiful, awesome. Jonathan. It well is amazing. Yeah. Okay, so, so it's everything uh, I like. The, out of the old Abbey, is that the Abbey where we, we thought maybe Violet was? Yes. Um, now, okay, yes, just I mean, to be... Just to, I'm sorry, just to preface before we start the discussion, which is awesome, um, yeah. is that yeah, this, yeah. this map, though, is supposed to be sort of indicative of um, an in-world map that yeah. so, that people of yes. Dolmenwood would know about. Like, these are the like the yeah. places, and there are little um, there are little Easter eggs in here also that kind of speak, <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that speak, to, speak to, to things or rumors that people would, would probably uh, be aware of or know about or heard stories about, but none of this is um, obviously... Not to scale. If you look at Castle Brackle, right. obviously it's not to scale. Right. Um, and um, uh, you can't be sure that any of this stuff here is actually true. So just want to prep. So that. on that on that subject, John, for mm -hmm. instance, uh, south of Prigwart is uh, on this illustration a sort of a hunched mm -hmm. old woman. If in the sort of if this is like a diegetic map, right? Like, and we are looking at the map. Is it safe as players to ask you about? that or to ask townsfolk about that image yeah absolutely, or is that yeah. sort of imagined to be meta yeah, no, no it is okay, especially cool. in some you know something that's that close to town so that that is supposed yeah, sure. to be representative of the hag of hag's addle <laughs> okay, so, so hag's oh, right. swamp that we were talking about right yeah, that's swamp. correct, I, that's correct. Yeah, yeah i really yeah. want to go talk to her <laughs> <laughs> i've right. been Snell Mudclump has been waylaid. <laughs> okay. So, um, John, obviously, the downside right. of the map is that there are no hexes, Ted, obviously. Sure. So, yeah. Um, so, I could put the, the original map up um, as well if you'd rather, like, actually judge um, real distances. Now, I have um, overlaid a hex map on top of this map that you can't see. But if you right. use the measuring tool, it does give you a basic idea of distances. But once again, it's not okay. necessarily to scale. But the overall wood is the same size as the original um, accurate hex model. Oh, our, our, our guys wouldn't see hexes, so... Right, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, feel, I feel content but, with this and just uh, yeah. using our best judgment. Yeah, I just want just, to point yeah. out again, sorry, uh, the the fungal and, and growth around the title of this map is really lovely. Sorry. <laughs> I'm an illustrator. I'm, I'm, I'm gawking at the art. This is great. Oh, yeah. I love the details in the bottom right, just around. Oh, around yeah, that is nice. It's really like beautiful. The, the density in the night as well. Oh, yeah. this is... Look at the knight riding his donkey. Versus an owl. Listen, all I'm saying <laughs> is we get that owl. It's good. Anyway, sorry. Yes. Um, so here's here's what I wanted to say, though, is even if we don't have the hexes on here, we can we can say something about this, Matt, which is that you know, the Abbey is, I think if I'm remembering right from the hexes, the Abbey is like twice as far away as where Druge has proposed we go digging. Um, now, we got the advance from Druge, uh, which is great because it means we could maybe, you know, use that to go fund the rescue of Violet, which isn't a terrible idea. Um, unless we all die and then that was a terrible idea. Um so but, could, uh, he would counterpoint. We could all die just going right over there. 
I don't. I don't want to get. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I just want to clarify one thing, Ted. Uh, you, you said it's uh, twice as far, but it's it's actually um, if you're traveling through hexes, it's the same amount of hexes. It's two hexes west or two hexes south, depending on which. Oh, is it? Yes, it is. Uh, and I will uh, say I too. I will t- say too that assuming that you take the Swinney Road to the Abbey, it will be much as long as there's no blizzard. It'll be much faster on the Swinney Road than it would delving into the woods proper if you're going south because there is no actual right. track. And the weather's so not bad. Twelve uh, miles by road to the Abbey, uh, give can, or take. Yes, you get right. there in a day. Then, mm-hmm. depending and today's pretty good weather. So, yeah, depending on what you decide to do. Like, if you want to, if you don't want to search the hexes there, if you just want to travel on the road and don't look to either side, just go there as fast as you possibly can. Then, yes, you could get to the Abbey by the end of the day, providing that there's nothing. You know, no encounters or anything. an ambush. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know. All right. So best, best, best case scenario, in other words, yes, you could do that. No, best best case scenario as well, you could actually get to the um, to the burial tomb in the midst of the wilds, also in the same day. But once again, that's a best case scenario. Right. But that one, you don't actually know where it is. We would have to I... find it, which would take it... time to explore the hex. That's true. Well, it, it would take a day it... exploring the hex. Yeah. yeah. Is it down here? Yes. I know we got a map yeah. that's yes. kind of okay. down there. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we would well, the advantage to the abbey talk to the hag on the way. To... <laughs> the advantage to the abbey is that we more or less know where it is because it's going to be connected to the road, so we could well, get there. And even if what we're looking for isn't in or immediately next to the abbey, it 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 means we've got a a reference point. I'll, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. As you can say, I think that. I mean, I'm willing to listen to Halifax's plaintive whining but um as far as Argus <laughs> is concerned you know he's more interested in in the the druze job uh, like absolutely. I said, I'm, I'm i can be convinced with a cogent argument uh well uh what halifax would make clear is that uh while there is a concrete payday offered with this job from druze yeah um there is no timeline we have as much yeah, time as we need to do this. There are no That's other people, no other people hired. It's on us. We can do whenever we want. On the other hand, this princess job is extremely timely because a lot of people are looking for. Uh, in yeah. addition, in addition, it, she's in a precarious situation. It's wintertime. It's freezing. She's not hardy. She may just die. Um, and, uh, and then what do we know, get? I, we get yeah. nothing. Oh, here's your so former quick, quick question, John. Just a couple things in review because it's been a, uh, a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old abbey is rumored to have bandits in its perimeter or on its premise and also possibly be haunted is, am i recalling the correct information there it's rumored to be haunted because of the rumored to be haunted. but but it's just when people heard about the lady violet going missing everyone yes. assumes it was brigands who would stand to gain a lot from ransoming her back and everyone thinks that um because she, no one has seen any brigands about right that it's likely that they it, you know it's uh, the abbey ruins are a good place where they might hide out because of its bad reputation sure yeah 
but it's very but plausible. It, but it, that's very much like not confirmed at all. No one wants to go to the Abbey, right? And uh, and people can tell you this in town too, because the Abbey is well known. It used to be the center of of uh, Pelletism here in in Dolmenwood. Sure. Sure, is right. that the the road goes past it, right? But it's actually on top of a rise in the midst of the forest with a path that juts off from the road that kind of winds around the rise to get mm-hmm. to the uh, to. So it's sort of like a. Um, uh, I'm not sure of the word, but it's sort of like a, a ring cliff, like with a plateau on top, and the Bruins of the of the Abbey are on top of that. Like the Abbey used to like overlook the road. So, you in other do- words, the the Swinney Road is still used quite often for trade between Prigwart and Fort, Fort Volger. Right. Um, but people can avoid the Abbey entirely. They don't have to actually pass by. They just sort of pass. Have to go up it. there to go to. It. That's correct. Yeah. Right. Right. But you can see it. We know we can find it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. This is definitely an advantage. What do you think? Um, mud. Cl- wait, thunder Snow. clumps. Yes. <laughs> what kind of clumps have you got? The thunder kind. The thunder. I, ha- I had those yesterday. Don't don't worry. <laughs> yeah. What do you no, think? Thunder clumps. Snail mud clumps. A man of logistics. <laughs> okay. Practical. You know. Practical. He, he's got a big brain, and he thinks man. two two logics. He knows. One, money talks, and two, the 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 road uh, uh, less traveled usually is the road to your death. So, <laughs> so you don't uh, want to wander off into the swamp. You'd rather go fight brigands. I I think uh, to to not to be a uh, not to triangulate a third complication. I think Snell feels pretty confident anyway. that if we're going through the woods. Which is only possible with his expertise as the hunter of the croup. That we need a donkey. Because <laughs> there's no way in the nine hells that Snow Mudclump's getting lost in the woods without a donkey. So. <laughs> Priorities, okay. donkey. So, well, okay, uh, joking aside, I think that. Uh, okay. I don't want to like get lost and uh, uh, we could we could circle around this forever. Right. Uh, to put it bluntly, uh, as a character, it doesn't make a lot of sense to Snell to follow a job that doesn't pay. But as a player, <laughs> a road is a road, and a mystical fae forest rumored to to kill you on at every turn <laughs> is probably a little less appealing a a journey, and so. If the debate here is a ideological or like you know like a character motivation, when Snell doesn't really care about, on a personal level, either of these, right, groups, right, right. Um, and he's perfectly happy to tromp through the woods, but like, if the Abbey is a day's journey, and we can run over there and see and come back, it's not a bad idea, in his opinion. I think I think the uh, 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 the, uh, the the ruins. Snell, Snell thinks that's going to turn into a three or four day journey. Something tells me we're going to get a little lost in the weeds, literally. And I'm worried without a donkey and for lots of provisions that we're going to starve out there. Maybe Going I'm out. being too conservative. If we go south, I, I do like that idea, but I just think it's likely that we'll get lost. All right. And it's likely that's... that we'll be worried about food. And that's my being biggest lost concern. And, and being hungry is, a, is actually a pretty solid. Uh, point. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So on uh, that, that actually is. I got. I'm sorry, Halifax Swinney, but like 
That actually makes sense. <laughs> Let's go somewhere. Going, going, going south into the wood, into the mysterious woods, for something with no ticking clock that we can do anytime. No, no, Who's he's saying the opposite. I'm okay. saying, oh, going out to my thing. Going to <laughs> your thing and not getting lost and not starving to death. That has some merit. Okay. Uh, Maybe okay, we so get paid, but at least we don't get lost and starve to death. Yes. So, John, one, one one thing that Halifax would know that I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Lady Haramore. Yes. Um, is this a wealthy house? Yes. Is this a house of some means? Yeah, it is, yes. Yeah. yeah so it is, he it would, is, yeah. Look at the map. Point out, there, there is that thing. Well, yeah, but it, things can be, you know, in in decline. Things can be on the rise. Things can be stable. It, regardless, if they're a wealthy house of some means, and their daughter is returned, that's big reward money. Whether or not it's stated out there, whether or not it's cash, whether or not it's clout, that is big time. Yeah, and big you can you time. can confirm too, even though I did say that. That, that you don't, you know, she doesn't know you and you don't really know her, but, um, you know, you, you've been in the keep and you know that the Lady Haramore is, um, you know, like most nobles, is very, very protective and right. loving of her family. You know what I mean? Like, she would be obviously very, very happy should her daughter return to her safely, you know? Or for, you know, you know, knock on wood, if worse comes to worse and you bring back horrible news, at least you're bringing back confirmation one way or the other. She needs to know yeah, where her I, daughter is. Yeah. Uh, Snell's only other remark would be that uh, I don't think she's in the Abbey, but God, I can't. I can't find a voice for me. Anyway, <laughs> I don't, I like I don't what think you're she's. Going with. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you're making a little more of this and a little less this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a little, somehow he's a little... I somehow I'm seeing. Um, uh, whoops. Oops. Oh, that's a problem. Uh, somehow I'm seeing uh, Snell Thunderclumps as. Um, have you watched Ted Lasso? Yeah. No, I have not. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, if you haven't seen it, but the uh, oh, now I'm blanking on his name. The the player that they made into a coach. Yeah, yeah, like the the really gruff guy, right? Gruff yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he'd make a good thunderclump. So anyway, <laughs> there, you there you go. I just um, want him. To, I just want him to be kind of oily. That's the way I would describe him. I don't think oh, that, well, that's not the guy from Dead Lasso. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, I, I think like I said, like sort of oiled hair, little, little, little uh, uh, greasy. Um, yeah, yeah. clean shape. What I don't, what I don't want to, which I'm falling into a lot. What I don't want to do is like the badass ranger with the grizzled voice, right? <laughs> I want him to be a little. I mean, like regardless of where he goes, I want him to be a little, just sort of, I don't know, greasy and I don't know. You need like a uh, like a. Uh, I gotta find the voice. Eric anyway. Clooney in uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou? No, not charming, oh, not yeah. charming. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. when, when I t- when I talked about finding a stray dog in the street as my uh, as my uh, familiar, uh, yeah. uh, I'm basically talking about myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> the stray dog is Snell Mudclump. He's identifying with that creature. Uh, so you need Snell like Mudclump like like the guy a... that turns up. He's the guy that turns up on what is New York? Is that what you're saying? Oh, 100%. Yeah. He's like, he's, or he's like hustling you at a chessboard. Like one or the other, right? He's not smart enough to do that, but like he's one of those characters. You need to be like, uh... he has a tracksuit maybe in a a modern day. (laughs) We got to get you some money. You can buy some chains. uh, Guys, I got to be one minute. I'll be right back. Okay, cool. Okay. Leave your camera on though. Um, Anyway, uh, uh, 
Before I go on that tangent. Okay. So, All I, right, so you're gonna go with Matt's with Halifax's thing. I think we're going I think we're going with Matt's, okay, Matt's going plan. With Matt's. Okay. So uh, let's go buy a donkey, put a bunch of food on it. All right. Well, all this talk of donkeys, um, I got really bad news for you. They don't have donkeys. <laughs> they have mules. <laughs> yeah. Mules fine. Uh, oh, we don't need a. Um, do we need a donkey? For, I guess we might as well. Okay. Yeah. So uh, if you go page one hundred three of the um, advanced players tome, you'll see the animals of burden. So mules cost thirty. Um, they move pretty fast, but you're still limited unless sure. Ted actually rides the mule um, by your slowest member. Uh, but they have a very good. Uh, max load now you did mention that the draft horse has a much larger max load but it's much slower correct yeah yeah movement is 90 yeah. 30 rather than 18 miles a day rather than 24 what, what page did you say john 103 103 so yeah. a, a mule is 30 gold it can do 24 miles a day uh overland it ha and, and it has a movement rate of 120 yeah. feet out of combat 40 in combat i guess uh, yeah, uh, is more the miles per day is more what you're talking about for me. Yeah, know, no, I, yeah, I'm just in uh, case but remember, like you know, one, like the that. first chart is yeah. unencumbered, and then encumbered would be the second chart, right? So, yeah, uh, it's, it's not like the max load is like two thousand coins. It, the max load is actually four thousand coins. It's just like after two thousand, it's actually it, its movement rate drops. Sense. But I want to make this clear: um, that load is the maximum load that that animal can carry. Period. Right? It, it's yeah. limited. It's capped though by how it's outfitted. You understand what I'm saying? Like it, you know, you can't just. You need tack and harness. Yeah, you need tack yeah. and harness and saddlebags. Yeah. So, like, if you look down there on the same page, tack and harness saddlebags hold up to 300 coins of weight, right? Now, those are just saddlebags that you would normally put on like a horse, right? Like your own horse that you're riding right. Right behind your thighs, right? But, but um, uh, a mule, of course, can be outfitted with much um, more elaborate gear in order to hold pack. So um, they don't actually have a. Uh, listing for that which is unfortunate um but i would say based on the price of saddlebags that if you wanted to outfit a mule so that it could actually carry four thousand coins worth of load that would probably yeah. cost i would i would i want to say and you let me know if you think this is fair i think it would cost about 10 gp for a fully outfitted mule ready to like carry all yeah. of that weight I mean, that seems very it's fair to me. Cost of a saddle, and all you really need for carrying cargo like that is really what's just called a tree, and yeah. you just ice up to the tree. So the straps and everything, yeah, that ten gold pieces yeah. makes sense. And and with that, it would also be um, that would preclude any um, riding of the of the mule. Like no one could ever get on that thing without without dismantling the the tree. What about a little six year old girl? I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna be hard about it and say no. Oh man! All right, so so are, so are you guys talking about mules? Yes, we are. Donkeys are right out. <laughs> They're right so, out. I don't know if mule a mule fits with more of your your particular Marty. idiom, <laughs> but but that's where we're on to now. All right, so, so, so page option. page one hundred three of the uh, player's tome. Yep. Matt has. Uh, the rules for pack animals and one page before that kind of gives you a um gives you the stat blocks of them and gives you a couple of traits about them which kind of um informs um like because you know like if you look at warhorse like warhorse is expensive but it looks like it's pretty beefy as far as load but it's as it says it's it's not suited to long distance riding it's built for strength and courage yeah. in battle right so um you know 
Yeah, that, this is really interesting. So, like, for instance, draft horse uh, uh, says it'll flee if uh, attacked. Doesn't have any other like particularly uh, uh, specific qualities. The mule says tenacious can be taken underground if the referee allows it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's guys. pretty cool. Yeah. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is I'm a mule guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all I'm saying. Okay, so <laughs> me as a guy sitting here, I'm all about the mule. I'm all in on mules. Mules are great. Halifax, since he is a Dolmenwood knight, is a horse guy. Like but, he's got stuff in his deal that's about horses. No doubt. Then you've got a lance that's basically useless um, without actually right? being on a horse. But um, to be clear, the, the mule cannot be ridden. So it's not like you would be exactly. subjected to being, you know, it's like you either are unmounted without a mule or you're unmounted with a mule. You know what I mean? Like you're unmounted no matter what. Yeah. We can't Halifax, afford a Halifax, horse. you're not getting a horse, is the bottom line. Well, yeah, you, yeah. you could get so, a draft horse, you just kind of look, it would, and that would actually be no. kind of a cool image. But then <laughs> we couldn't ride it because we couldn't get a saddle for it. We could, it's yes. too expensive. Yes. Oh, you don't have the money. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, you got, yeah. oh, okay. yeah. You gotta get that. So, so it's too expensive to equip the horse. Yeah, you pose. Yeah. Uh, so, so Halifax, my dear man, the donkey mule, if you prefer. Is your ticket to a latter day horse? You understand? Yeah. It, it is the squire of knights, one might say. You do have <laughs> the, uh, the visage to heal yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this is a stepping stones up the ladder all, all the way through. Argus is like getting out his little abacus and notebook, and he's like, Look, we can afford a 30 gold piece mule, a 10 gold piece saddlebag and cargo tree, and for 10 gold pieces, I reckon we can outfit ourselves with enough rations. For well, uh, not for fourteen days per person, but fourteen days of food, fourteen yeah. man days. I see artists like like counting the coins and stacks exactly. on the little table. All right, so that means we've spent like, the entire Druge advance on this little venture. Okay, which means that if it doesn't pan out, if it fails, Halifax, we've got to go figure out how we're going to get some money to get a shovel to dig up the thing for Druge, okay? But so, what this all ends in at 14th level, Swinney, is a talking griffin. <laughs> I hope so. That sounds good. So should we spend the 50 on a mule, saddlebags, and, and, and some food? And that's not iron rations, mind you, either. Those are more expensive. That's regular rations. Old spoilable rations. Spoilable food. Don't drop it in the water. <laughs> Uh, what do you say? I mean, you know my opinion. You're muted, Matt. We got nothing. Dang it. Zach, can you hear me now? There we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. There we go. I will you tell thinking? you in advance, I preemptively hate this mule. It does not matter <laughs> if it's the sweetest mule ever. I hate it for the mere fact that it's not a horse. You're a snob. <laughs> I I yeah. think Snell, I think Snell is uh uh looking uh cautiously at Halifax. Snell, Snell doesn't like how you look down your nose at him. All right, do you, uh, you don't like Ethel? Is it Ethel? I was gonna say like I can I actually have like a really nice name generator if you want one or you or if you got Ethel. I, I love, love I love Ethel. Ethel's great. I like Ethel, but I'd like to hear what your what Gavin's little name generator. No, that's fine. Ethel's <laughs> Ethel's cool. We'll okay, it. Ethel. Ethel the mule. Ethel's a mule. So she ain't hate what no it represents. I hate how it looks. <laughs> yeah. I nah. hate how it reminds me of my own status. Oh, as a 
as as a bastard hybrid that can't have children. <laughs> oh. It means noble. The word Ethel is old English for noble. All right. Ah, it doesn't change the fact that she's a mule, though. That's right. She's a mule, and I hate her. Look at the flanks. Look at the teeth. This is a good mule. This cost 30 pieces of gold. This is a solid investment. Okay, does my... uh, Does this count as assessing steeds? Uh, Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay. Um, It it is actually a... um, a, What does it tell you? Like, the hit points? Right. Um, Assessing steeds. Knights are expert riders. Can assess the worth of any steed. That's why I wonder if it's really a steed. It allows a knight to determine whether an animal has low, average, or high hit points for. Um, you know what? Let's. Uh, I'll roll for hit points, and we'll we'll find out. While you're doing that, I just noticed a counting error that I made, which was that we'd already spent two point two gold pieces from the advance on dinner and a cabin, so we cannot actually buy fourteen days of food, mm-hmm. unless somebody wants to pony up. I thought that's why uh, we brought the hunter. <laughs> if, uh, the grease and stuff so. we, yeah, we don't okay. overlook right. because we brought a hunter. Ethel Ethel is um, a perfectly average mule. She is not particularly healthy, but she is not a nag. Um, she has eight hit points um, out of two two hit dice, which means out of a possible sixteen, she has eight. Okay. Um, so there are other choices, or is she the one that they got? That's what you got. The only, it's the only one they're willing to part with at the Clash Dantler. So, um, okay, so do you also buy the tree for Ethel? Yes. For yes. Okay, that's counted. Okay. Yeah. All right, is there anything else you would like to provision before you go? Um, the, Most the, standard stuff is fine. Anything, anything more exotic, we'll have to wait till Kali. What's our um, uh, Ivy Lantern and three uh, oil? And a um, torch. I've got some okay. torches. I also have a lantern and three flasks of oil. Have torches. I've got a fishing rod and tackle, and obviously I can hunt. Yeah. So if we get desperate, uh, we can maybe spend a day. You know, we have eight gold pieces left from the advance, which I propose we save for a place to sleep and dinner when we get home. I agree. It's nice. Yeah. So if you want to buy something out of your own pockets, go nuts. I'm good for now, uh, as long as... The only issue is I only have one ration. Did we buy any rations? Any I bought rations? Se- basically seven meals. Okay, know. cool. All right, let's uh, do it. I have let's... some food in my pack, but what I don't have, John, is a good bedroll or blanket. Uh, okay. Give me one second. So, um, oh, I think that's, that's true. on the list. A bedroll is in the expanded equipment list, and it is two gold yeah. pieces. Yeah, I'm going to buy... To buy a bedroll. Uh, is there a penalty for not using a bedroll? I'm assuming uh, there. Is. I will. Yes, actually, there is a possible penalty nice. for not getting for not having a bedroll out in the out in the wilderness. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm not going to buy one. I'm going to see what that penalty is when the time comes. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You're a bear on That's the first bear. <laughs> that that those would be his last two gold pieces. Mm-hmm. Likewise, I need to get um, like a okay. thing that like switches my face to like the Mandalorian. This is the way. Like every time someone does something like OSR correctly, you know what I mean? Like this. Is the way. <laughs> All right. Just the one thing we need before our journey sets. Mm-hmm. What an ocean? Uh, a, a road song. So, <laughs> so with that in mind, <laughs> make a, we take it a couple hours and make a mixtape. Uh, yeah. All 
right, cool. All Let's right, so you get Ethel set up with a Clash Dantler. Uh, Blino and Sepester give you a good price for her, standard price, and you get yourself um, all hooked up. Now, um, just one more point of um, logistics. Is there anything that you're hooking on to Ethel now? Because I need to know like what's sort of like available to you within reach or that you would actually have to go to Ethel to get. You know what I mean? Like, is there anything that you're, mm. like, lanterns or, or, you're, or are you carrying everything on you right now? Um, this is the commando. It's a day's journey. Go ahead. Sure. It's a day's journey, so I presume uh, if we leave in the morning, we'll get to the Abbey before nightfall? Uh, or... Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a... When you're traveling 12 miles a day, that assumes an eight-hour traveling day. Okay. So, and no. Are you, you two guys don't travel... Uh, oh no! Actually, wait. I take it back. Uh, Swinney's wearing plate armor as well, right? Yeah. You and I are about the same speed, I think. Yeah, because I was gonna say. I mean, you cannot wear the armor. Walk, I can take the armor off and put it on the mule. This is true. I mean, but you, you should. could I wear my shield. That traveling way. along brigand road, however. Yep, the risk versus reward. It's a, it's a great thing, yeah. but but that, that I love the fact that that's actually a thing that you have to think about because that would yep. vastly Agreed. increase your speed. Oh, uh, I think you should. Do it. <laughs> My yeah, Argus is going to take off his armor and put it on the mule because it's a long walk. And come on, it's a commonly traveled road. Although it's sort of pointless unless both of you do it, right? Uh, that's true. So Ar Argus would <laughs> we're, we're both looking knowingly at Halifax. I'll just look at the Halifax lip. Uh, <laughs> now, I, I will tell you that uh, despite what you may have seen in Excalibur and other movies... Knights very rarely traveled fully armored because yeah. it is extremely uncomfortable over the long. <laughs> I'm <haul>. sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, but and at but this there time is of the thing. Year, it'd you be know, an icebox. <laughs> you know, I, I'm. You know, I, it's all procedurally generated, right? So I don't even know what's going to happen on the road, man. You got in that ambush. Beauty of it. That's a, if he doesn't have his armor on and we get ambushed, I'm going to be so excited. <laughs> <laughs> run away. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, what would uh, what would the speed be? Oh, he's gonna run with your armor in the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> there goes the armor. Uh, the armor is certainly not something that you can carry on you. It would have to be put on Ethel. Mm. Like they won't they won't fit in your pack. Yeah, I, I Halifax doesn't see the advantage of rushing there. If if our supposition is true. We're going to the hideout of brigands. Look how the tables have turned. Now it's no longer an issue yeah. in time. <laughs> One thing to say, I'm going to travel <laughs> 12 miles in my armor. And another thing to say, I'm going to travel 11 miles in my armor. Yes, exactly. And then 11 miles without armor and then put it on to get close to where well, I think well, brigands. Let's, let's get the numbers. You, you, you would move 12 miles a day uh, with the armor on. What would you move if you guys both had your armor off? I don't remember how it calculated, but it's probably like... You would be one twenty. I mean, right? mine's twenty. Mine's twenty four overland. Yeah, it probably would double. What's your? What's okay, your... here's twenty four. It would double if we were not wearing that armor. I'm wearing leather, and I'm twenty four overland. What's, what's yeah. your encounter movement rate, David? One twenty. One twenty. So that's what. Oh no! Would... So forty is my encounter. One twenty is my explore. And okay, yeah. So yeah, so you would all be so the slowest person would be all of you, right? So it would be twenty four. So right. you you would move twice as fast. <laughs> Four hours, eleven miles. Well, well it's actually actually would be capped by the mule, right? What's the mule's rate? Oh, uh, it's twenty. Hold on, I'll tell you. Uh, it's thirty. No, not thirty. It's twenty-four. It's the same. Ah, great. There you go. So, if we all had our armor off, 
Uh, in fact, I suggest we also take... I'll take my letter off. Well, let's all go in our skivvies, too, just to really deter any... <laughs> we'll have to run. <laughs> there were three men... <laughs> three men jobs, naked, <laughs> trotting, leading a mule. How fast do we go? <laughs> no one's going to ambush us. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> That's true. Just terrifying. Everyone thinks it's like fairy lords like on the way to some fucking run. I mean, <laughs> well, hold on. Don't tell me. Don't give me that. <laughs> all right. Folks uh, down right. in Prudwort done lost their minds. Okay, let's let's move it along. Um, are we going yeah. no armor? Are we going fast? Or are we going slow? Twelve it's miles up or twenty-four Matt. miles. That's going to stick with the armor. Then I might as well stick with the armor. Totally, totally last, fine either way. Last, because last thing, he knows he hates that mule. Knows there's the chance that that mule's going to take off with his shit. I should have never said okay. that. <laughs> True. Okay. Okay. Yep. I mean, <laughs> you didn't. You didn't have to. That's kind of where his head Halifax, is. I just yeah, want you to. Fine. I, I no want to ask you one thing, Halifax. Do you want to be entering the bandit camp at eight p.m. at night or That's four in the afternoon? Oh yeah. Do you want? Do you want to try to be sneaking up on a bandit camp with a lantern lit in plate mail, or do you want to be purveying or surveying the area during the daylight? There is no going to be no difference if this. Uh, I, I'm assuming he's seen the the abbey from where he is. <laughs> If it's like you described, if it's up on the top of the hill and there's a corkscrew path going up to it, anybody up there is going to have a clear view of anybody coming up day or day in shiny armor, night with lanterns. They're exposed going up there. That's true. All right, let's just get on with it. We're wearing armor. All right. (laughs) Totally fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, like I said, it is a overcast day, um, and it uh, all you're contending with is the wind. And uh, you say goodbye to Blino and Sepestra. Ostish has apparently um, gone back out into the woods with his gang, and you uh, cross through town, through the town square. Um, There's no sign. um, As you're passing west through the town, you to get to the Abbey Gate. You do pass by the Oaf and the Oast once again, and you don't see any sign of that wagon out in the back, um, just just to be aware. And uh, But other than that, it is a normal, relatively busy day, since it is clear out, uh, business is as usual. And you um, head out the Abbey, Ro- uh, Abbey Gate out onto the Swinney Road, and you head west towards the Abbey. So... Um, in the, do you plan to forge, hunt, or fish? Uh, no. Okay. No. Are you going to search the nope. hex that is to the way you're going to go directly via the road? Certainly not that first hex that we'll pass through. Um, I imagined we would get the ideas we would and see what you guys think. We'd go to the abbey, scope it out, and then depending on what we find, then we say, okay, great. We have to search the hex. Well, we yeah, searched hex the whole day, so we'll probably have to camp. Right. Bear so mind, we, we're, so like, we're going to be tomorrow. making camp at night before yeah, entering the abbey. Exactly. Out front. Somewhere. Knowing you know, that there are just, bandits all over. Okay, okay. We don't have to sleep right in it's front fine, of the abbey. It's fine. Let's just do it. Oh, my God. That's fine. Just give me one moment here. Because no, I figure, as Matt points out, if they can see us, there's a possibility we'll see them or some evidence that there's someone there, at which point we go, ooh, I'm not going up there tonight. You know, and we go camp in the woods somewhere and keep a watch. And in the morning, we decide what to do. And maybe that's search the hex. Maybe that's raid the abbey. Maybe that's run home to mommy. Okay. Maybe that's go back to drag and retire from this adventuring business and just 
you know, but be a bouncer again. <laughs> All right. So um, you head out along the road. Um, it is uh, basically a combination of melting snow and packed mud, um, but it's it's relatively um, easy traveling as you travel along with Ethel. And uh, Ethel seems to be pretty uh, friendly beast, doesn't seem to have any problem leading her or anything like that, so you're pretty happy about that. And you head along the road. In this part, um, you, 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 oh, we don't have any magic user here, that's right. Never mind. Oh. Um, right, so you travel about, I'd say, about four miles or so um, before the road starts to hook west, um, and you find yourself uh, following the road along the uh, along your right side down uh, drop is the uh, creek, uh, a creek that you know that probably runs from the Groaning Lock into Lake Longmere. And uh, this part is heavily uh, forested with oak, very, very hushed. Birds and small mammals here, unlike the surrounding territory of Prigwort, which you which you uh, explored last time, are markedly scarce here. There's not too many of them. Um, every once in a while, off of the distance, you hear a periodic groaning, almost like uh, like trees, sort of creaking and bending and stuff like that. Like they're kind of listening or something. Uh, a little little bit disconcerting, especially with the lack of any other sort of um, bird bird song or or mammals kind of scrounging around in the undergrowth so um but uh you hurry along the road um intent upon getting to the abbey before nightfall and you make your way to the next hex and let's see what we got here's a little bit of this a little bit of there okay um all right so you travel six miles through that hex and you end up uh, still following along the road with the along this kind of winding creek. And the, the, the road seems to kind of go down and down a little bit until you're basically um, maneuvering. The road sort of maneuvers between, you're still heavily forested, but it's maneuvering between like craggy um, cliffs on either side, basically forested cliffs. So it's like the, 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 the meager sunlight that is here from the foggy day, from the overcast day is um, even reduced even a little bit further um, as the sun goes down in the west. Kind of pierces through a little bit the uh, the uh, cliffs as you're kind of going that direction. Um, uh, a sighing wind seems to emanate from what you you realize you're kind of probably only seeing, but maybe they're intentional face-like formations in the sides of these ragged of these uh, jagged granite peaks that you're kind of uh, going in between. Um, you know that this is sort of like the sign that you're getting close to the abbey or these sort of mountainous areas that you're kind of passing through. Mm. Um, and lo and behold, uh, uh, fortunately for you, because you're moving so quickly down this road, um, uh, you, your, your extra precautions were, were for naught, um, but probably still for the best, as you don't encounter anything on the road before you actually make it to the, uh, to the abbey proper. So as you reach it um, at near the end of the day, as the sun is setting, um, actually the sun is probably set at this point. Uh, the road passes around the base of a rocky outcropping, um, in which you can see on the top of this outcropping, you can see the ruins of uh, stone walls that can kind of be spied through the tree, the leafless trees up there. Um, and there is a series of paved avenues 
and overgrown stairways that actually wind up around this outcropping. So unlike the road, which is not paved, it's a major road, but it's, it, you know, it's just dirt. Um, this has actually been paved with stones, but they're all kind of cracked and like, they're like ankle breakers sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like they're very, very ancient and have not been maintained at all. Weeds coming through. Um, and um, uh, it does not look because of the um, snowfall. It does not look like they have been traversed in some time. Right. So you're basically going down this road a little bit towards Lake Longmere and this kind of stone path sort of juts off to your right. And it goes and you're looking up, up this rocky outcropping and you can see like stone ruins up there, up around the thing. And there is a palpable sense of, you know, quiet. You don't know if you're there is no real true holy man around you to uh, with you to kind of confirm this. But you don't know if the quiet is uh, is it is it holiness or is it dread? You know what I mean? Is it arcane power? You're not really sure, but there's something here that is in the air um, that is kind of quickening your heartbeat a little bit, um, hey, yeah. especially Sorry, in the dark. I love it. John, it's the winter. Yep. Is this predominantly a coniferous or deciduous forest, a.k.a. do we have line of sight because there are no leaves on you the You have trees? line of sight. It's, it's, it's uh, deciduous, so it's uh, pr primarily deciduous in this area of the forest. The further north you get, the oh. more coniferous it gets. But um, yes, it's it's pretty much leafless. That's why that's the so only have, reason you can really see these stone ruins up there. Yeah, yeah, and vice versa. So we are very visible, as they are visible to us. Uh, it's night, so I'm imagining we have a lantern lit at this point. Yes, I would assume so. Okay. If you have any intelligence whatsoever, um, I would have affixed the lantern to um, Ethel. I was good, Ethel. Is it like I'll one of those L. long, like bendy poles that kind of has it in front? Yes. Of it? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were right when I was thinking. Yeah. I found like, a really nice branch, and I have it sort of. Like... Yeah. So With the carrot. You got to have the carrot there too. Yeah. So that's sort of bobbing, you know, a little light in the distance. I imagine if you were a, a voyeur. Um, yeah. Just so we have like light, but our hands are free, and I'm assuming I'm I'm or someone else is leading uh, Ethel by a rope, so I can be holding the bridle. Yeah. Bridle. That's fine. Rope. Bridle. And it is, um, because it, it was a uh, 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 overcast day, nighttime, it is completely starless, right? There's no moon. It's dark, yeah. like pitch dark, you know. I'm going to um, not have any weapons out for now because I don't want to be, like, really obviously looking for trouble. I'm just going to be sort of guiding Ethel and looking like a, a road traveler. How are you guys presenting? I mean, you're in armor, but I'm in armor and I carry a spear. I guess. Ignore everything I say. We're not going to be inconspicuous. Never well, mind. the good thing, I mean, but to say uh, to uh, the good thing about having a mule to having a pack thing is that you can take that shit off. You know what I mean? Like you can you can easily make right. yourself look different if you want to. I have a thought. Uh, we do not have to do this, but if we find ourselves nervous about. I don't know. Whatever. We could try to just play people looking for uh, somewhere to rest at night. That doesn't mean a bandit wouldn't attack us, but right, like rather than looking like um, adventurers, right. I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, it's it's, yeah, it's a trick. It's a trick in the bag. Uh, yeah. But if we start uh, yelling out the name Violet, where are you, Violet? Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, think. In other words, I don't yeah. think we should look like we're stirring up trouble if we can help it, because we're probably if, if there's anyone to see us, we've probably been seen. Right. I'll like, I'll, although counterpoint to that if these are in fact brigands and we present that way 
and they might think that we might have something that they want, then there's going to be trouble, and we're unprepared for it. No, no, no. I'm not saying take off your armor. I'm just saying, like, we should, you know. Two fully armored. Definitely the land. Um, okay, so as, as you guys are, this hill, as you guys are discussing this and stopping, you're you're right at the point where the where the path branches off. Um, yeah. It's very very quiet, as I said, but uh, you hear a sudden, um, you hear a loud, uh, jarring uh, co, uh, co crow call coming from the abbey itself, like a you know like a just oh, John, just once. As as a hunter, would I have a Obviously, I can't like speak animal, but being familiar with like the woods, would I understand like a like a I detect a predator crow call versus a I'm chatting with my friend crow call, right? Like the way they vocalize. I would say you're not skilled enough to know that. What what I will say is that you can confirm that it is it. It's not like a human mimicking a crow. Right. It's a it's like it's a bird. It's a bird. Is this like one of those? Gothic noir Danish movies, Crow Calls. <laughs> yeah, very right? much that, yes. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so get out my chessboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Um, I'm going to dance with the right, Reaper. So at this point, guys, I would say the one option is we go up, and the other option is we find a spot down yeah. here somewhere for the night and, and keep an eye open. Okay, yeah. so uh, uh, Halifax would ask okay if, if we take stock in what we have the just, line of the line of sight in this is going to be coming down so if we carry an open lantern or torches or whatever it's going to be very easy to see yeah do, do we have anything on us that can shield a, a lantern from above so that the lamp the light would only shine down on the path it would still be somewhat visible but might help yeah, we wouldn't be able to see the road is the problem. Well, I'm just talking like uh, above us so that the light is shining down. I mean, they would still see something, but it's less obvious than a light. I could hold it behind my shield. But I, I would, I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to like uh, uh, be too pedantic, but I think in order for it to be useful as to travel with in a pitch black starless night, even the dimmest light is going to be super visible. Yeah. yeah. Even if we shield it, like I've just from experience just, so like just the nimbus would would show just an exactly the nimbus would be visible i you know so like I, that's a very good idea we could maybe manufacture like a hooded yeah we don't think... we don't have a bullseye lantern so. yeah 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 my, my 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 question uh 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 is per ted's remark do we feel more more nervous? Because I, uh, Matt, I totally get your your apprehension too about like, you know, like if they're coming for us, they're coming for us. Do we feel ner- more nervous about setting up camp and potentially being ambushed while we're sleeping, or just going up now? Do you know what I mean? Would we rather be on the offensive, so to speak, or to sit down and rest? Because we're not going to really scout the area very effectively at night. Right. So do, do we want do we want an entire night to pass of us? whether we have a campfire or not, like sleeping down in the woods, hoping that no one finds us, or do we want to just go to the Abbey Doors? How do you I feel either way? I think we should. I think that, sure. that that crow call is creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. I think that we'll be way better off if we don't have a lantern in our hands when we're trying to go up there. Yep. Uh, I think it's a mistake to go up into this totally blind. We've, I mean, imagine yourself like climbing 
uh, a hill towards a ruined castle with a lantern, and you think there might be someone <laughs> yeah. there. No, 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 no. Dude, that's, why, daylight. that's why I asked. That's yeah. why I asked. Okay, so let's set up camp mm. uh, yeah. and, and stand watch. Okay. Uh, uh, he's it, Halifax is generally for charging ahead, but in this case, yeah, you make sense. Okay. Is it possible for us to go? Well, do we want to be right on the road, or do we want to be in the woods? I think. Um... This is. I mean, this, is a, like a... this is a major trade route. Yeah, there um, must as far as these things go. But but it but that said, it is it is the depths of winter, so trade is at a minimum. Um, but uh, right. you know. Just... There must be like places along the road where it's people obvious people have camped before. Have we seen any of these along the way? You have, but nowhere within miles of the Abbey, <laughs> for obvious okay. reasons. It's, then, it's too creepy for most people to yeah, say, exactly. right? Well, you said there were a lot of cliffs. Um, mm-hmm. Could we find a spot where we'd be off the road, in the woods, and and maybe we can at least like get out of the wind and not be so visible from Look, the Abbey and the road? Yes, you could do a that. overhang, maybe? Yeah. That's a great yeah, idea. What it will do, though, is because the outcropping that the Abbey sits upon is sort of like the nearest... Uh, uh, manifestation of those cliffs, um, it would you would it would you'd have to kind of go back along the road a little bit. Like you wouldn't be able to kind of keep an eye on the abbey. I think that's fine. I mean, we we can't see that far anyway. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I imagine we were only able to see the silhouette as the sun was going down and the sky maybe was a little purple. Anyway, there were no lights, John. By the way, no do lights. we see anything? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. So All right, let's do that. Okay, cool. So you go back down the road. You find a like a the leeward side of like a, of a cliff face, um, and that are therefore for these rolls that we're about to make, I will um, take away the effects of like inclement weather or bad weather. Um, should there have been any? Okay, so this is a uh, a really fun. Uh, I I think it's pretty cool. We'll see how it goes out in motion. These are um, the <laughs> the camping optional rules, which I think are actually kind of cool. Um, and they might seem a little tedious as we kind of work through them the first time, but I think as we kind of do it over and over again through camping that um, it'll kind of become like real natural. So the first part is actually um, uh, fetching firewood. Now, it, it I don't think this will ever be an issue um, because you're in a wood, uh, but um, uh, it's basically works like this is that it's always possible to find wood. Um, it's more difficult depending on the weather. Um, basically, each person who goes to fetch wood, can you can collect enough to keep a campfire burning for 1d6 hours, modified for conditions, right? So um, I am going to give uh, this a minus 2 to that 1d6 roll because of the snow. Right, the general dampness and and just the presence of the snow itself, finding actual uh, good wood that will burn. Um, uh, but in the end, though, it's like there's not a really a penalty for like everyone going to find firewood. So it's like if everyone's doing that, even you know, it's like you're probably going to get what you want. What your your target number is eight, right? Like you want like an eight hours right. worth of rest, right? So let's just work through it and and just uh, you know, I don't think it'll be an issue. But it's sort of like if if all of you do go, you're leaving Ethel unattended for one thing. Yes. Well, we could tie her up. But, you could, yeah. I mean, so, so let's just let's work um, through how many people are going to go and find firewood. Couldn't we also we all... go like like two? One stays with the, like, leave somebody with guarding the mule. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, how many people are going to go find? Who are who's going to fetch firewood? What he's saying though is, could we take turns? Oh no, know, it's a, it's it's, it's, it's part of like the little mini game. It's sort of like right. Okay, these people are going so to get. I'm going to stay. You two guys get wood. Well, here's the other question: If we find 
12 hours worth of wood, can we bank the four? If you can carry so it, yeah. Put them on Ethel and mm-hmm. tie them up. Absolutely. Them on Ethel. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I have one other quick preliminary question, John. I'm okay. sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't want to kill our flow. I'm, I'm in like uh, adventure gear brain and assume that I just like had rope. Um, can I say I bought rope in town before we left? Yeah, just spend the money. It's fine. Oh, and speaking okay, of which, so someone I'm... needs to mark off a lantern because of. Um... I'll make. I'll mark oil. off. Uh, one uh, oil. I mean, an oil. And yeah. I'm, yeah. and I'm gonna add uh, rope to my okay. inventory <clears throat> for one gold. <laughs> I love that it's expensive. No problem. <laughs> okay, so um, Ted, okay. Uh, so Argus and Halifax, there are two warriors, go off into the woods, uh, with instructions from Snell about how to find the right kind of wood. You want the brown, dry wood. Yeah. So I need you guys both to roll 1d6, um, subtract 2. So it's actually possible that you could fuck this up. So this is actually interesting. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. All right. I rolled oh. a 5, John. I got a 6, baby. 6? Okay, so... That's for 7 hours. 7 hours. Okay, cool. So 7 hours of wood. So this you won't have to mark any for extra because this will kind of cover you. Assuming you want to fire lit all night, um, this will take almost all of it. So you have 7 hours worth of fire. Um, does someone have a tinderbox? I have a tinderbox. Okay, good. I also have one. All right. You can attempt to build a fire. So in favorable conditions with this amount of wood, you can do it automatically. Bad conditions, you do have to roll. But I'm going to... So this is where, if you were in the wind, I would make you roll. But you're not yeah. because you were smart. So I'm going to say it's good conditions. So you're Great able idea, to... Ted. You're able to... Um, so just to be clear, so I can telegraph it, so you can make the informed decision next time. Um, you would... In bad conditions, you have a four and six chance... Um, but I have the ability to reduce that chance even more for extreme cold or damp. Like if you're in the middle of a raging blizzard, I would obviously reduce that down to like a one in six or maybe even not impossible. You know? Right. Real Jack um, London situation. Yeah. But the the base situation, like for like this situation, like if you were in the wind trying to build a fire, it would have been a four and six chance of being able to do it. You okay. uh, mitigated that though. So it's totally fine. Um, uh, okay. Water is always a, a thing that you need for camp. But um, what's cool about these rules is that, Gavin understands that when you're in a forest, finding fresh water, not an issue. You can always find it, especially when there's snow on the ground, right? So exactly. not an issue. Right. Um, cooking is a thing. So Uh-oh. given a fire, check. Cooking pots. Do you have cooking gear? Nope. I do not have that. Okay, so cooking gear is a thing you can get. Is It, it is on the expanded equipment list. I believe it's three gold. Um, and ingredients, uh, which can be standard rations. It can be hunted game. It can be forged goods, food, basically. You can cook a meal. Um, if you cook the meal, you can make a wisdom check. Ability checks are old school D&D, which is where you roll a D20 and you try to hit your score or lower to succeed, right? Um, uh, you make a particularly tasty dish. So you're you're basically putting your rations into a cook pot and making like a stew or something like that. And that will actually give you a bonus to your uh, con check, which is uh, to what you're eventually going to make to determine how well you rest at night. So, ah, so it's good. pretty cool. So cooking it has an advantage, which is kind of cool, right? You guys don't have cooking pots though, so um, maybe next time you you'll you'll uh, bring a cook or get some cooking pots or whatever. So for oh, now, right. um, you're just going to um, eat your rations. Yes. So well, that's your only choice, right? You have to. So everyone mark right. off a ration. Okay. Well, I'll mark them off the party list here on my journal. John, when because we are, done? are seven man days, so we will now use three of them. Okay. Nice. Cool. Uh, when we are done with, oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. No. Yeah. Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, when we're done with our food, can I take one of the saddlebags and throw it all in there and take my rope and string it up in a tree so the critters don't get to it? Yeah, smart. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. 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 Um, I don't okay. want any bears, etc. Now, this is kind of a cool little thing. Uh, camaraderie. So, time spent around the fireside with one's companions may lift the spirits and induce restful sleep. So you can uh, a character can one character can attempt to entertain their comrades with music, song, stirring tales, jokes, and so forth. Um, and you're basically making a charisma check. If you make if you succeed on the charisma check, you actually give a bonus to all characters um, to their con check. Um, so the way that I want to would would want to play this is sort of I don't want I don't want like. <laughs> you to sing or to tell me like a long detail like, <laughs> oh come I, on john i don't you come guys on, have the space for it i don't have the space for it but but in order to make it something where you're where you can roll um where you have the ability to roll is i just need to know like what are you doing like you, you can't just say like i sing i need you to tell me like i sing the song of what or okay. i, I okay. regale them with the story of this from my past or or some you know what i mean like you have to be specific but i don't want i don't need like the paragraph by paragraph like, like okay yeah, okay know. okay yeah I, I i i got this i got this i i got, I got a good pretty good charisma all right and so um halifax would tell uh kind of a, a folklore uh tale uh where the main character is uh it's it's a, a comedy it's a funny story the main character is a fool they're and like screwing things up no matter what they do they can't get things right um and uh the twist that he puts on it is that the main character is a mule named ethel <laughs> yeah, exactly. and everyone eventually that like although well-meaning <laughs> leads ultimately to the party's demise yeah exactly then the crow, then the crow calls again <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not gonna lift my spirits man <laughs> i love it okay make a charisma check so you're rolling a d20, and you're trying to hit your charisma or lower. Okay. Here we go. Can we all tell stories? No, just one one character per thing. I mean, you can, <laughs> but, it, but there's only one benefit. All right, all right, all right. Uh, oh, 18. Oh, you rolled an 18. Uh, okay. Told right, you, man. So once again, uh, it was such a downer at the end. Like, you had him, and then you're like, <laughs> the punchline was that it was Ethel. And like Snell's like, it's, it's okay, girl. It's okay. I, no, I hundred percent. Can I say that like on the entire journey over, I've been basically having a one-sided conversation with Ethel. <laughs> and when that happens, boy, he right. uh, just doesn't appreciate you. <laughs> right. Okay. I hate that mule. Uh, so uh, thankfully, for this thing, if the check fails, um, there's no. Uh, it just falls flat and it may lead to ridicule or sure. discord is the way they put it in here. But there's no, there's no actual <laughs> mechanical benefit, uh, detriment. So, so. Um, okay. And then uh, there's sleep. So uh, the actual rest, so this culminates in like the actual rest, right? So this is a combination of different factors, both the bonuses or penalties you may have gained from firewood and camaraderie and cooking and all that sort of stuff also, but hugely based upon uh, the, the the environment that you're in. Like having a blanket. Yes, uh, that too. So, uh, so ideal conditions, you're assumed to rest peacefully and awake refreshed, and ideal conditions are not always easy to come by when bedding down among the roots and bracken of the forest. How true. Um, okay, so it's determined by your equipment, the warmth, and the season. So, it is winter. You have a campfire. Who amongst you has a bedroll. Me. Just you. Smart Argus. Okay. Uh, so. 
All right, so for a Halifax and Snell, who have a campfire but no bedding during wintertime, you automatically fail. <laughs> for Argus, you have a bedroll in a campfire, uh, but it is wintertime. You have to make two successful con checks. Okay? So you got to roll it twice. Oh, oh, that's right, you're con five. Oh, brutal. <laughs> brutal, Ted. Brutal. Oh, why don't you just give me the bedroll? Come on. All right. This is why I wanted to go south. Brutal. Okay, so so you don't get a bonus. What did we get any bonuses for you at all? Uh, no, nope. no meal bonus and no storytelling bonus. Oh no. boy. All right. It's just a I, shitty I, I night tried. out. Okay. So um, yeah. All right. Go for it. You need to roll five. Or, you need five or lower twice. I'm, I'm, are you rolling this uh, for real or on Albert? For real. Okay. Cool. Here we go. Five or less on two twenty sides. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so only have to do it twice. Yeah. I'm curious, just out of like on this system, is it possible for me to good night sleep in a bed? Yes, it is. This is only this is only out in the wild, and things only okay. get better as the as the, as the year warms up. Of course, you're. The con is so low. I've never you had. A well, you, you should you should you should know very well as a nerd, uh, Ted, that uh, when your con's low, you just get backaches from sleeping. That's right. <laughs> I should have telegraphed from the beginning too. Like you know, with it low con out. You know, you're out in the fuck. You're, it's freezing out here. It's nighttime. You know what I mean? It's you know, a campfire ain't gonna do shit. Right. <laughs> Not even close. Okay, all right. Uh, it's okay. and eleven. It's not that bad. It just be, you know, uh, it's bad, but it's not that bad. <laughs> uh, okay, so you, no, everyone four. fails to get a good night's sleep. So it's just a hey, very. John, can I petition you? What? What if? What if I curl up next to Ethel? That's what I said. Warmth? Oh, did you say that? Yeah, I was like, what about? I... Is there a bonus for sleeping next to Ethel? Oh, I'm that, that's mine, baby. You can, you can sleep next to me. I slice Ethel open like a tauntaun. Oh. Okay, I, I will say like if you if you if you if you cluster together for warmth, like for body yeah. heat. Okay, like if it's just you know no no decency at all. Just you're just all clustered together. Um, it's cold. Oh, yeah, whatever. It's like tauntaun sort of shit going on. Uh, I'll I'll switch it like this. All right. Uh, uh, Snell and. Halifax have to roll two successful con checks. Argus has to roll one successful con check. There you go. All right, I good. Two and I what, them a, both. what a lovely deal. Well, I'll let you. I'll let you roll again. All right, because we're, right. we're we're retconning the situation. Nope. No, roll a twelve. Still no. Okay. It's very uncomfortable sleeping between Swinney and Snell. I have to tell you. Okay, so I have a con fourteen. You have a con five, Ted. Oh my god! <laughs> so this was your idea. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, okay, so good. So I ran a seventeen, so I failed because I have to get two successes. Yeah. so that's no for me. That's right. All right, yeah, I, I had one success, one fail. Okay, so all right, same result. Okay, so um, you you guys, it's just a you wake, you're huddled together, just shaking the entire time. Ethel's the only one who's just so like you know just slowly sort of. <laughs> <laughs> She's I like hate, totally I fine. Hate, I hate her. I hate <laughs> Ethel. Oh, ah. She wakes up. Oh, by the way, um, you need to. Um, I should have mentioned feed. Uh, let's get to that real quick. So feed costs a uh, a gold per day per animal. That's more expensive than for people. Or I'll look it up. No, I'm sorry. A gold. A gold per. What is it? Five gold per seven days for people. So it's a it's a gold per seven days. A gold per seven days. One GP per seven days. There, there is nothing for it. I'm, 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 it's my own. Okay, opinion. I would have bought some feed then. 
it's fine. I'll mark it off. Cool. Okay. So I thought we could we could let her forage, but um, maybe in the like spring or summer. Do we want to take turns on on watch, or are we just all sleeping together? <laughs> He's got to be awake. Part of it. Yeah. So watch is a thing. Fire stoked and stuff. Because I'm definitely going to take uh uh I'll take first watch. How about that? No, actually, I'll take second watch, figuring that um, if anyone saw us, they'd show up after like a few hours. Does that make sense? Also, John, again? I'm just saying we should do watch, and I'll take second of the three of us. Also, I, I'm assuming that um, as much as he traveled in his armor, that we don't even try to sleep in armor. Yeah, right. if, if you if you sleep in armor, that's like a that's like a thing, right? That's not a yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a whole yeah, deal. Like, whole I, I was assuming that he takes that off. It sounds like hypothermia to me. Um, it's more about trying to lie down on a back plate. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's true. Right. Fair. Like, I I don't know what is worse than the, we already failed, but um, I'm sure that there is something. All right, and we would so, find out if we slept in our armor. All right. Uh, okay, so this, so this is kind of a cool thing too. So you're setting watch, right? Um, uh, there is a chance that you fall asleep on watch, and guess what? It's based on con baby. <laughs> Love this. Uh, oh. All right. All right. So who's taking first watch? I think the most con character. When he should take, should first take watch. that horrible story that he told. No, the, the con. The con. It's a con check. determines whether you fall asleep during watch, Ted. And I think you should take first watch because it's the it's the, the fine. I'll take first watch. All right. Because if you fail, I don't know. My my instincts say they won't show up immediately. No, what I'm saying is if I fail and I fall asleep, who's going to wake you up for your watch? Uh, it, it actually doesn't matter in this case. What I'm going to do okay. is randomly roll, um, and then yeah, we can determine. So it's it, it's fine. It, assuming that everyone participates in watch, is that is that the case? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we all got to take a share. Okay, so I'm going to roll a d3. Can we include Mike in this? Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> not. I take a watch. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. So now. Okay, hold on. Sorry, I just got to get these rules. It'll become it. Like I said, it'll become more. A flow when we get used to it. Uh, okay, who has a con of fifteen or higher? Not I. No. Okay. All right, Halifax. I need you to roll me a d twenty. Don't roll a one. You're, you're <laughs> muted. You're muted, Matt. That is an eighteen. Eighteen. Okay, you're totally fine. You do not fall asleep on watch. Uh, does anyone have a con of six or lower? <laughs> Raise it a high, Ted. Let's let the class see. I'm, you want me to roll? I'm sickly and proud. Uh, okay, I need you have that's as high as he can raise his hand. <laughs> While you're on watch, I need you to roll me a d6. Don't roll a one. You have a you have a much higher chance. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. <laughs> Nice. Okay, you don't uh, fall asleep. Get awake. All right. So that was that's a five percent chance versus a sixteen point seven percent chance. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Cool. All right. So um, here's what happens. So it's miserable. You're all huddled together. It's just fucking miserable. Uh, just kind of sleep is like a 
it's like an abstract word that you wish that you could comprehend <laughs> really at this point, but there is a little bit of shut eye going on. Um, uh, huddled amidst this, uh, at the, in the middle of the night, Halifax is, uh, on watch shivering bet, you know, uh, robe, uh, cloak up and just kind of, your breath is like puffing out. Um, looking out, uh, the, the fire is to your back as you're kind of looking out, um, uh, towards the road. Um, and, you in the midst of the night you uh it's it's quiet right you don't hear the crow calling or anything like that nothing um but what you do is here what you do smell actually is you get a whiff of a strong campfire smell and you're like did the wind change like is that our campfire right and you but and you look because you're you know you don't want to sit like right when you're being pummeled by smoke fires uh uh, camp uh, fire smoke so um, and you realize that no, the wind hasn't changed. Like you're sitting leewards of the wi- of the of the campfire. You're smelling someone else's campfire. It, did Halifax get second watch? Uh, it it doesn't really matter. Sure, so sure. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. It's in the depths of night. Right, but but I I just smell the fire. I don't hear anything i don't hear anything at all like any crackling of the branches any any movement no the only thing you hear right now is the crackling of your own fire and the puffing of your of your companions like right next to you like it's actually relatively kind of loud around you because like you're right with your companions like like everyone's sort of like huffing and um ethel's breathing Mm -hmm. and the fire's crackling you know you're all very close together but you do the wind is is blowing constantly basically over the cliff right because you're sitting on the leeward side of it Right, so we'll say that the wind is blowing from south to north, okay, and you're sort of facing the road, which is heading east to west, right? Okay. And you're and um, so you're getting a you're you're getting a whiff of of smoke. Now, assuming that you're you know that you're aware of the direction that the wind is blowing, that means that you're you're smelling it from the south or something like that, right? I, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I'm not a survivalist, but. What, what I'm telling so, you is that you're smelling someone else's campfire. Smell someone else's campfire. It's, I mean, it, I'm assuming it doesn't um, strike me as being extremely close. I'm like catching a whiff of it on the wind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's more what I'm talking about with, without being super pedantic about it. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I don't think that he is going to uh, roust everyone th- at the smell of this. Um, uh, knowing that this is a trade route, that's something that's possible. But he does um, kind of increase his alertness level. We haven't I, I'm assuming we haven't really seen other traffic along the road so far. No. And there's uh, evidence of traffic, but but you haven't seen yeah, it. But we haven't seen we haven't seen anybody. No. Um. So yeah. So he he would kind of assume that it was another. Um, of a lonely caravan, maybe even somebody else, you know, someone else looking for uh, Princess Violet. Um, yeah, he would just remain kind of uh, on guard, um, but okay. not roused. So, uh, not so roused. nothing happens for the rest of your watch. Okay, you can smell the campfire burning. You don't see anything, at least within your within your uh, field of view, which is limited because you've got the rock to your back. Okay, um, that also but- means nobody can come from there. True. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, assuming you don't move and you wait out your watch, you're just listening very carefully. Your watch ends. Now, what do you do whenever you switch over to uh, who's ever after you? Which, which is Argus. 
Uh, yeah, that's why, because I think we're going to go with... Uh, with uh, sure. If I go last and I were to fall asleep, then probably not a big deal. Okay, so yeah, then I, I wake up. What? Huh? Uh, oh. it's, your, it's, it's your turn. Uh, just oh, so you know, I, I've been... Think, I think that there's uh, a, a, another camp uh, coming from that direction. I mean, news is if the, the wind is coming this way, that means they're not getting wind of our fire, but uh, we... We we have some neighbors and they're. You can't see them. Oh, we can't see. We haven't seen anyone. Haven't heard anything close by. I can smell their fire. I asked, did we douse our own fire? No, it's still lit. Okay. It's almost a requirement. Oh, yeah. I see. In this it's weather. Stay alive. Yeah. You gotta have a fire. Yeah. So right. he, he. Uh. But you can now right. if, if you know that there's possible danger. If you want to douse the fire, just tell me. I'm just wondering if y'all, I mean, I'm not awake. So, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I won't douse it, but what I probably would do was get up and, you know, wrap my blanket around me and uh, try and get out a little bit further away from the fire to let my night vision adjust and and uh, mm-hmm. and see if I can spot anything out there or hear better. Okay, so you, you, so I want to be clear, like the, uh, the rock face is, uh, so the road goes east to west, right? Um, okay. You have found uh, the leeward side of a rock face, which is facing the road, but it's on the south side of the road, right? So the rock is to the south, right? It's like oh, okay. it's like rock, you road. And so something like the south? something like uh, this. Correct. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, uh, Halifax tells you that he smelled the campfire coming from like the southerly direction, right? But he can confirm. And I don't know why, whatever, but he confirm confirm it's not your fire. Right. right. Yeah. Um, so uh, when you kind of get up and you move to the road and you kind of look around um, yeah. and your eyes adjust, you don't see any spots of light. But there okay. is the there is the blackness of the rock face that is to your south back, you know, beyond the firelight itself. Right. Just a quick question. Sorry. So this the smell of this other fire is coming from the direction of the rock face then? Yeah. I'm only saying that because the wind is blowing south to north. So it could be above. It could be above us. Is what I was getting coming at. Down. I mean, that's possible. It wouldn't be coming through the rock. God, I hope it's not coming through the rock, or we're all in a world of hurt. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like it's it's, it's, it's a you know it's just like a swirling wind. No, I understand. You know, you know, yeah, 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 it, yeah. You know, don't don't read too much into my my complete lack of knowledge of how to survive in the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> so let's put it this way then. Argus would uh, wrap the blanket around him. He's got his spear. And he would go out on the road, and he would stand on the road a while, looking around. Yeah. He'd look up the hill, look down. Okay, so if you if you I'm generally wondering. do kind of do like a little uh, perimeter check, basically of everything in surrounding. Perimeter check. Yeah. I like that phrase. Let's use that. Off to the west, south of the road. Okay, uh, so a, oh, basically a, a little bit more towards the abbey, like where you guys came yeah. from, a little bit, but off the road to the south, like in the woods. Okay, you see like a pinprick of light, just like the tiniest flickering orange flame. You know, and if you just shift to the side a little bit, it's blocked. You know what I mean? Because there's so many trees that are right. Yeah, and it's cold. You're just like, you know, just now. And you look, you kind of when you spot it, and you look back towards your camp, you can see that yours is basically entirely hidden. You can see like a slight corona of firelight coming from the edge of the of the rock face um, from the, from the vantage point you're at, but you're pretty confident oh, I, that, you know, I feel confident that they don't see us. That's, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah okay, that's great. 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 Then I'm going to just go 
back closer to the fire, try and stay warm. And now that I have a sense of where they are, I kind of know to be watching and where to watch and so on. And I'll stay on guard. Okay, cool. Until the fire dies. We run out of wood. Cool. And, uh, all right. All right. Yeah. So you just, you just wait. Okay, cool. It's no problem. So, uh, your watch ends up going by without a hitch. Um, and you're the last watch. So the sun rises and everyone wakes up completely miserable. I assume you fill in Snell, um, and, uh, nothing untoward happens, but you just be aware that there was, okay. there was some, something else out there that had built a campfire. Um, and the day slowly, uh, lightens and, um, let's see what the weather brings, shall we? Uh, give me a uh, 2d6 roll, somebody, for weather. I got it. Seven. Oh, good. That's the, that's the best one. Clear and cold day. So just like two days ago, um, the uh, the wind has swept away the clouds, uh, revealing the sun in the morning, and it's uh, bright and clear and sunny. And the... Uh, the uh, dying embers, uh, the smoke of your dying embers uh, rises into the clear sky in the morning as you eat um, as part of your rations from last night. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your cold rations in the morning. Cold beans! Um, mm. Ethel huffs out her Lobster Thermidor! Her dis, uh, she's disgruntled as you force her out of her sleep, um, but she looks ready to go. Um you can see the, you can see the abbey's outcropping ahead of you to the west and to the right down uh, it's very very clear now today the sun is shining brightly through the trees still very little sound and as uh we'll say for dramatic effect as you kind of click click uh, ethel into action on the road the crow calls once again in the distance all right so now it is the 12th of limewall uh that is correct yep Okay, so um, yeah, put my armor back on, sharpen my spear, roll up my bedroll, put my red, bright red cloak on. Mm -hmm. Well, how long does it take to don our armor again? Is it like ten minutes, something like that? It's about ten minutes if we help each other. Yeah, uh, we'll go with that for now. I don't know if there's a rule for it, but mm. um, as we're adjusting our armor. You think, should we go check out the uh, fire of our neighbors? I think it's a good place to start. If they're foes, we slay them. Well, maybe you slay them, and I'll hide in the back. But if they're friends, then we might learn something. Or we might be able to buy a cook pot off of them. Because, <laughs> boy, do I feel dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Gamgee remembered his frying pan all the way to Mordor. What have I got? <laughs> Nothing. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so you get back out on the road now, I, or maybe you don't. Like, I guess, are you going to head right into the woods and make, like, uh, as the crow flies right to that, to that, where you thought the fire was? Um, it's a good question. Um, I think we were just discussing the, uh, uh, going to check out our, our, uh, neighbor's campsite. Right. What I'm saying is, do we go by road or do we go straight through the woods? Straight through the woods would be faster, but it does, if they're potentially friendly, it's kind of a startling thing to do to show up on somebody's breakfast store. Do, do you guys want me to stealth over there and scout it out? Since I have yes, I do. Stealth ability. That is what I want. Such. Why don't you guys get breakfast ready? And I'll do a little... Uh, well, by, re by ready, I mean <laughs> get it down from the tree where we tied it up. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll get the meal packed up. That sounds great. 
So John, it says, in the wilderness, a hunter has a three and six chance of hiding and a three and six three and six chance of moving silently. Right. Okay. So um, that's a little bit nebulous, just because it's sort of like, are you doing one or the other? You know what I mean? Like, I, I kind of picture hiding as sort of like staying in one place and being like... I'm moving silently. I'm trying to just yeah. go over there silently and sort of get an eye. Okay. You know, I'm not like rushing. I'm kind of like leering around, you know. Sure. So I'm going to roll that because you shouldn't know the answer to that. It's very true. Okay. So you uh, you crouch low and you start to move through the snow um, carefully, trying not to hit any twigs underneath the snow. Uh, moving carefully. Now, based upon Halifax's description, you're anticipating that... You're, he was like it was like a pinpoint of light like through the trees you know you're like you're probably thinking like it was at least probably a hundred yards back of the road sure um so that's what you're kind of looking for uh, can i also say that i have my bow out and as convincingly as i can muster try to appear as if if i am caught i'm like trying to hunt for sure yeah okay right so you just like, sense. like an arrow not knock, like knock, yeah, i'm not knock. coming for them with the bow but i'm just sort of like yeah doing look, my hunter thing sure. you know yeah. very very quiet yeah <laughs> yes. traveling. slow to the ground moving quietly yeah so um when you get about you would say uh 60 yards into the forest into the depths of the forest um you can see the through the trees rising up you can see a um a, like a, a, a tiny wisp of smoke similar to like the the embers of your own which which you can no longer see, okay, um, and at that point um, you also notice that there are uh, off to your right. There is a um, there is a tramp down set of footprints, of multiple okay, so multiple feet. Ooh. So just just I'm gonna, uh, give me one second. So east to west road. I'm heading west from our campsite, correct? You're heading southwest from your campsite, directly into the southwest because it kind of curves. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I see a wisp of smoke sixty yards away from our campsite, approximating that at about a hundred is where they are. Yeah. Okay, cool. And to my right, which would be north, I see footprints. Uh, your right would be west, right? I'm so confused. Oh, oh no, yeah, you're right, you're right. So I'm going. Yeah, I got you. Okay. It's fine. It's not too important. Southwest. All right. Um, can I go take a look at those footprints real quick? Yeah. So you kind of jut over to your right a little bit, and you can see that there, there is a um, set of footprints that are fresh. Uh, you are good at tracking. Yes. I'm just gonna say like there's nothing for this, but because you're a hunter, I'll just say that you can determine that there's, there's more than two, less than five. Booted, okay. booted feet, humanoid. Okay, um, uh, human-sized, uh, and uh, they are moving from the, the the where you think the campfire is towards the road in a straight line, avoiding trees. Okay, so they're they're moving away from their campsite. Yeah. Okay, and the only other thing I would wonder is is it possible since it is snow? Uh, well, I don't know if that would matter, but uh, uh, I don't know. I guess I'm wondering aloud if I could tell how much weight they're carrying, right? Like if the dudes who are light on their feet, or if they're like carrying a bunch of shit. I don't think you're skilled armed. enough. I think you have to be. I think you'd have to be higher out. level in order to, to be that awesome. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Because the, sn the am... snow is actually like melting. Um, has melted quite a deal. It probably melted a lot more today, actually, as well. So there's not a lot of. It's not like you're like tramping through snow. It's sort of like just sure, kind sure, of. Sure. Yeah. And I. Um, I'm going to follow the footprints 
before going to the camp. So I'm going to just, I don't know, follow him for 10 or 20 yards and see if I see anything, sort of like listening carefully. I'm okay. assuming I'll be approaching the road at that point. Yeah, so you're starting to kind of double back a little bit, but more on the track that they're following. So um, yeah. you're following their track a little bit. Now, you're, you're aware, because you're a hunter, that you're leaving tracks of your own. Just just, yeah. be, just be aware of that. Um, yeah. Okay. And, can I uh, step in their steps? Uh, yeah, you can attempt to. But, I mean, obviously the path that led you to their steps. Yeah. You know, no, yeah. Uh, but from that point on, you can go in their tracks. And as you get about 20 yards closer to the road, off in the distance, you can hear echoing through the trees. Um, quiet, but uh, but talk. And it's woldish. It's, it's a common. And you hear sort of um, rough men. Um, all male voices, uh, but it's too far away for you to distinguish what they're talking about. But you can determine the general t uh, tone of it is is um, uh, non-hostile, like like friendly, basically. You know, like you know what I mean. Like there's no, it's not no fighting or anything like that, or anything like that. It's just sort of like men quietly talking. Okay. Um... It's tough to pinpoint exactly. You're just as assuming that it's at the end of where these tracks are because there's tracks, um, but you know it's echoing. Yeah, no, no, it's of course. Because oh. there's all these cliffs around. You know what I mean? It's tough to distinguish exact location, but you're just assuming that it's at you know on the road at the end of these tracks. Sure, 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 sure. <clears throat> um, okay. Uh, what's the best move right now? Um, Yes, I'll go back to camp. I don't know if it's more threatening for me to approach nonchalant and try to talk with them, or to come get you guys and us to approach as a group. But uh, do you want to go to their camp? No, I'm debating whether to go back to the boys, tell them, "Hey, there's a bunch of guys talking over there," or to just approach these strangers. But I don't know that it would be what the wisest decision would be. So I'm just gonna head back. Okay. Uh, not to their camp, to our camp, following the path that I took. Mm -hmm. And tell these guys what I heard, my like suspicion that they probably left camp, or at the very least, are um, going back and forth between the road and camp. Um, if I can, when I get back to the juncture point of those two tracks, I'm going to try to scuff mine for a few yards so they don't intersect with theirs. It's not super obvious since I was stepping in theirs. I'm going to head back. Okay, cool. Uh, I'll basically relay everything that we just learned these two and say they didn't seem threatening uh either we could check out their camp for a cooking pot they might have forgotten or we can approach friendly like with ethel here and see if uh they've seen anything in the area i don't think we should approach threatening how many of them do you do you think there were based on their tracks you know uh more than two less more than two less than five <laughs> <laughs> I'd three say or three or four, you <laughs> right. know. Well, I mean, that's a good question, John, which I should have asked, which is when I heard voices, could I distinguish if it was just a couple of them talking to each other or was it I have a clearer sense of how many people were in a conversation? Uh, Yeah, I'll say you can probably figure that. Yeah, that'd be kind of tough. Um, Roll me a D6. Tell me what you get. All right. I got a three. A three. Yeah, you can't really tell. You can only confirm that your guess is correct 
more than two. Less than five. <laughs> okay. I just the, the words came to me as if from a divine source. More than yeah, two, exactly. less than five. So, David, what what I yeah. wasn't clear on from your description that you came, when you came back is whether they all left their camp because you, well, you didn't time, go check it out. Well, I didn't go check the camp. That's why I, I scruffed my footprints for that reason. I don't know if they've all left their camp. Uh, I think that. Uh, Creeping about is going to create a tense situation if they are not already hostile. I don't think us stealthing about will help uh, that situation. Uh, so my suggestion is that we go to the road ourselves and come down the road and interact with them from there. Does that make sense? If you agree. Well, let's think about this. If they're the brigands with Violet, then we might as well find them and fight them. If they're friendly, great. We don't have to fight them. Yeah. If they're other brigands, we'll I mean, fight them. Yes, we'll fight them, but there's fight no profit. It. <laughs> so that still means the odds are pretty good of of either not dying or dying for at least something worth something. So sure, why not? Just let's just take it head on. I think that's that's my feeling about it. All right, so you're, you're almost... head on, as oh, in you're going to go meet them and talk to them, or you're going to go to the to the campfire? No, I'm going to meet them on the road. I don't want them oh, to know oh. that I know where their camp is, which is why I scruffed out my tracks. Gotcha. Yeah. If we do have a, I want to get like I want to get a feel for these people, just personally, Snell. Uh, and if they seem sus, I know where their camp is, roughly, right? If they right. seem legit, we can sort of go from there. Gotcha. Uh, what but if I they're don't want them to know what I know? And there are competition. Do we kill them? Uh, it's it's very possible that there are competition. That is a, a question that only look. <laughs> I was going to choose chaos as an alignment, but no. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Halifax would be like you know. Most important thing is that princess being safe. So if there are other guys out here trying trying to get her, and it doesn't happen to be us. That's not actually true because we just sink fifty gold pieces to somebody else's money into this operation. <laughs> All right, well, while this is happening, we have to recover violence. <laughs> Snell, Snell's going to grab Ethel and head that way. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I think it's. I think it's probably a. I think it, yeah, right, going that way is fine. You head on to the road, but you're not going to. You're not rushing to catch up with them, right? You're just going to. If you encounter them, you encounter them, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think maybe we. Yeah, we're not like running down the road, but I'm not going to like. Hey guys, guys! Let's do a semi-fast clip that's still casual. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. All right, so uh, yeah, so yeah. you um, you truck along, you truck along the road. Nice and sunny day. Sun is shining brightly through the trees. Um, it's still very still. You're still getting to kind of get that that feeling of dread kind of emanating from the ruins itself. You you think it's probably like a what is it psychosomatic you know you're projecting basically yeah. because of the ruin, sure. the, the rumors of the uh, ruins um and that crow yeah uh, yeah and the crow yes exactly so help. yeah so you um you reach the point where the 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 paved broken stones branch off to the right and start to circle around the outcropping again um and you can hear uh basically uh, scuffing along those stones um, and echoing through the trees, you could hear the sound of men's voices um, that are trying to remain relatively. Like they're obviously trying to be quiet, uh, 
and stealthy, but it's sort of echoing down the path as they're going up so, the archaeography. You can see that they're, they're like going up, right? They're going up. That's correct. Yeah. And you can see the, the, the footprints in the snow. Going it's up. our competition, man. Yeah. Or, right. or guys on their way to their base. If they were on their way to their base, they kidnapped Violet like a week ago. They'd have already made it there. Or like us, they're too smart to try to navigate that dangerous uh, path it's upwards in the dark. Though. It's not that far from, uh, what's it called, uh, um, Haramore Keep. They would have... I think this is a um, I don't think this is the bandits. Either either way, do we want to check out their camp before we follow them up? I, I'm going to suggest we do, because if there's any evidence of six-year-old girl footprints there... Yes. That'll be useful to know. That'll give us a lot of info. So I, lot I agree. So why don't we why don't we trot over to their camp following their footsteps? Okay, cool. So you're gonna go back back that way. Sorry, right. yeah, John, we're just we're No, going that's that's fine. All right, yeah. No, it's very clear I mean, it's, to me. I can I can see it in my head what you're doing, yeah. So you follow It's not a huge distance, right? Not not really. No, no it's uh it, yeah. So you're gonna back off the road, go back down the south, exactly follow their footprints. Eventually yeah. you come to the spot where you can see um, you can see Snell's footprints actually intersect <laughs> with the. Oh, I scuffed them out. Remember, I scuffed them. Uh, oh, what, backtracking, you mean? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, but Snell, you recognize the point where you met up, and um, and you're about your guess was correct. It's about 100 yards back, and you you get about 40. As you get, you know, you traverse that 40 uh, yards towards the campfire, um, you stop. Because you can hear uh, the sound of uh, horses. Uh, what's the word? Like, you know, you know, uh, what's the word? Fucking, I was going to say ruffling, but not ruffling. I don't There's, know. Uh, snoring. 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 Yeah. Uh, hear me out, guys. I have a great opportunity. <laughs> um, and you can hear, you can hear uh, a female voice, a rough female voice saying, It's all right now, man. It's okay. It's all right. They'll be back soon. Just sort of whispering through the forest. Well, I was about to say, I'm not above a little theft, but I don't really want to murder a lady just to steal a horse. I am completely above theft. <laughs> you can I, walk. I uh, saw a guy up on the road you should talk to, Halifax, for mm, about 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I think we should... I mean, okay, again... Uh, if you guys agree, I think we should approach friendly, loudly, non-threateningly at this point. I mean, we have our story. We're trying to buy a cook pot. Uh, our story is we saw tracks. Uh, we had a very rough night's sleep. Yes. And we're ill prepared for this journey. All we have is this fucking donkey. <laughs> Who I love, but, but, for, the, but for the sake, but for the sake of <laughs> the moment, Snell, who again has been whispering sweet nothings into Ethel's ears the entire time, is is going to uh, feign uh, disappointment. What do you think about that? Does that make sense to you? You're I can't muted. hear you, Matt. You're you're muted. Know why that keeps cutting out? Um, yeah, yeah I, I like the general approach. I also I do like I do like the hey, do you guys have an extra cook pot? Exactly. I like I like that. Yeah. Okay, so how do you, how are you approaching? Openly with Ethel making noise. Let's have a friendly conversation as we approach. In fact, 
Okay, so um, as you, you kind of approach openly through the forest, sort of walking abreast, I assume, um, weapons away? Weapons away. My and weapons are, away. are plate mail wearers wearing plate mail or no? Yeah, we are armored. Okay, you're armored, but okay, but weapons are away. I got my you know, cloak over it. And... Right, okay. I'm going to be loudly complaining about how cold I was last night to um, uh, uh, Argus. Okay. Oh, yeah, me too, man. It was the worst. Yes. Right. I've had some bad night's sleeps. I'm from Dreg, you know. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Um, hold on a second. Oh, as, you, as you're kind of loudly proclaiming um, and, and complaining about the night's sleep and all that kind of stuff, uh, uh, she uh, she obviously hears you. Yeah. And um, you you hear uh, her call out. Uh, she goes, Degish, Boroth, is that you? Who goes there? You kind of hear that, and then as you kind of round like a little copse of trees, you can kind of see that she has separated herself from what appears to be. So basically, the way it works is that there is a um, a uh, a ring, a natural ring of stone that is relatively high up, probably about like ten feet up, that has like a small entranceway. So it's like a natural place for like a really enclosed camp. Um, oh, and wow. yeah, and it's like uh, you can see that there is like a beaten pathway that kind of approaches. From a different direction than the than the than the foot the footpaths that you followed, um, mm -hmm. like it's a, obviously like a known campsite, right? Um, because of the natural formation, there is in the midst of it obviously the embers of a dying fire, and then immediately outside of that um, has been tethered a um, uh, a line of of horses um, uh, along like what appears to be something like a. Once again, I don't know the terms, but like it's like a like a fallen log that has been actually uh, shaped into a way that it can actually uh, be a picket, a, a, a picket sure. for oh for, a picket yeah oh, okay. for the horses. Um, and so there are um, there are four horses total that are off to the side, not blocking the entrance, and standing outside the entrance with a spear sort of raised but shaking a little bit is a, a woman who is dressed head to toe in animal skins, basically. Um, expertly, uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever, uh, <laughs> skinned. Um, and um, she has uh, long braids that kind of come out of this fur cap that she's wearing, uh, like, you know, long dread sort of thing that kind of fall down behind her hair. And she has like, and she's baring her teeth and she's like, she's, like really scared. She's got a big gap oh. right, right in the middle. She's like, Argh. Um, uh, long, dirty brown locks, and she's basically sure. filthy. She's shivering a little bit in the cold, and she's got her spear out um, at the ready, and she's like peering at you guys. She's like, "Who, who goes there? Don't come any closer." Hail, 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 and well met. Uh, friend or foe? Friend, of course. Friends, uh, friends. Uh, we, we, we hold no weapons. I show both my hands while I'm holding Ethel with the rope. Just. Uh, weary travelers and their uh, mule uh, saw a campfire. Uh, sadly, we came woefully uh, unprepared and hoped to find a friendly uh, company. She lowers her weapon a little bit. You come from the fort or you come from Prigwort? Prigwort. And she, she kind of, she can tell that she recognizes your accent a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and she kind of recognizes it. And so she lowers her weapon a little bit and she's like, all right. And she, let me get a look at you. And she kind of plants her spear in the ground. And you're going to go. Would, uh... would, would Halifax recognize this kind of aspect? Like, is, is this something that group of people wear, like, 
oh, those that oh, forest people do that, or oh, that's people from such and such and such and such. Not necessarily. It's a little bit of an odd dress. You don't, normally don't see people walking around just like you know, like the full gear is like furs. Although it's very, very practical. She looks um, a lot warmer than you guys do. Yeah. Uh, for that matter. Um, but it doesn't, it's not indicative of a culture or anything like that. But it could be indicative of her, of her profession, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, uh, so you, uh, yeah, After... so you, 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 you step outside and you, uh, you step out from the, uh, from the trees proper um, into like this clearing around the stone. And um, she kind of sizes you up. She, her eyes widen when she sees uh, the brooch of House Haramore on you. Uh, is that what you're, you have a brooch that declares that, right? Or is it a patch? Did we ever determine um... that? I don't know if we determine it, but that, that's that, that some, some sounds sort of about marking, it. though, right? That declares that you are that, right? Um, yeah, and uh, she she kind of ducks her head and like a like she doesn't really know what to do, but she feels that she has to pay re, pay you respects. But she obviously recognizes the sigil of House Haramore. Um and she goes, it, "It's a pleasure to meet you, lords. Please, I don't want any trouble. My friends are just uh, we're, we're trappers. See, we're just uh, we're just hunting. That's all." There, 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 there. We're 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 not uh, looking to bring any trouble. That's not here already. You see that um, you get a glance inside the camp proper, and you can see that sort of uh, on the ground, uh, on the sides, uh, there are a number of stacked, what appear to be like large wicker bird cages, like kind of bell-shaped wicker cages on the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see anything that looks like a bear trap or a snare. Or anything like that. Um, you see a couple of uh, nets, like netting, like almost that you would use for fishes, um, and also like long poles. And uh, there appears to be some nets that are attached to the end of those poles. Any of these cages big enough for a kid? Uh, yes. Are any of them? Are, are there crows in any of them? <laughs> uh, there are no crows. There's nothing in any of the cages that you can see. And you, you can see uh, there are there are numerous spots in the camp where it looks like cages probably were, but no longer are. It's like a trapper camp. This is a well-known yeah. trapper oh, camp. Trappers? Oh, I love as I said, trappers. That's it. We trap uh, the. Uh, I know most people don't believe in them, but uh, my friends uh, Degish Boroth, uh, the, the other one, I don't remember his name. Uh, they, they, <laughs> 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 uh, we we uh, we catch the. Uh, the ghost crows, master. You know the ghost crows up in the in the abbey. It's safe I enough. Oh, we've been we've been hearing them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that, the ghost. No, no, no. That's that not, was a regular crow. That's not. There's no regular crow either. What was that? Be wary of that one. It's one of many. Is- one of many, and he ain't pleasant. Whoever it is, they call him Old Mister Ragon Bones. <laughs> old Mister Ragon. <laughs> We don't go up well, at night. So if, if we hear the call of Mr. Ragonbones at night, we don't go up at night, even though the hunting's best up at night for the ghost crows. But no, 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 no. What you heard last night, you don't want to be fucking with masters, that's for sure. The ghost, um, the ghost crows, though, if you can manage to nab them, they're ethereal, see? Parts of them live in the fairy world. You've got to be very careful the way you catch them. But you can find them in the old abbey, I. And then oh, what? Man, my eyes are sparkling at the idea of what do you uh, do with a ghost domesticating crow? a ghost crow now? <laughs> are they wow, now valuable? Are they good eating? She kind of looks at you, and she looks at like the blade at your side. You know what I mean? That you know, and just, like how close you are to it. She's like, well, uh, trade secrets, master. I'm afraid. 
Oh, it's, I'm yeah, fine. I don't want to <laughs> trade. I just am curious, you know. No, I'm I just guarding do- the camp. See, I just. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Degish and Burroth and the other one that I can't remember his name. They know what they're doing. If they feel like they want to talk to you about, it, that's fine. They'll be back soon I'm, enough. I'm sure the hunt will go just fine. We'll be bring back plenty yeah. of those crows. But just, just so that there's no uh, misunderstanding along the path there. Um, uh, uh, is there a, a call that we can say, you know, just to show that we're friendly? If, if, if we come across them on the road, we don't want to, you know, have any misunderstandings. Oh, well, well if I could be so forward, Master, if you just, uh, if you proclaim that you're from House Harrimore, that should do the trick. We're all loyal servants here, just trying to make a little pretty penny on the side. I, I know everyone tells us that we stay clear of the ruins, the ruins, and rightly enough, of course, there's plenty of bad stuff up there, I'm sure, but... I find that the surface the surface ruins themselves aren't much above bother. You can go in there, take a look around. You just stay, uh, just stay clear of the bell tower. Stay clear of the mausoleum. Stay clear of the bigger graveyard. But the abbey itself, <laughs> just fine. Beautiful mosaics in it. Are you a religious person, sir? Well, of course. Well, praise be to St. Cluid. May he rest in peace. Watch over us all. In the, uh... But there are beautiful mosaics portraying the uh, the life and times and the trials and miracles that St. Cloud himself performed. Rightfully so, of course, as this this is the place of his death. And she makes the sign of the revelator, which is a, a circle and a line. So instead of like the cross, it's like a... Is she reading off of like a pamphlet or something to me? <laughs> no. Yeah, we're at the, but, we're at the watchtower, yeah. uh, actually. But, but, but for those of you who, are, who actually picture your character as truly pious, like, this is a very, very holy place. Right? The, the patron saint of Dolmenwood himself, St. Cluid, died here. And it not only died, but martyred himself here, became a saint because of right, it. Right, right, um, right. Right, thank you. That's marvelous... Uh, Travel advice. Um, we could have used some travel advice yesterday before we left town without a cook pot. <laughs> oh. You have one you can, you can spare. If you, I mean, we'll have to ask Degish whenever he gets back, but uh, you're more than welcome to share our campfire at night if you like. Absolutely. Seems like nice enough folk. You mind if I hit old ones. Ethel here with your your horse friends? Oh, Ethel. Is her name, is she? And she kind of comes mm. up. Um, and she she's like, what do I got here for you, Ethel? And she, like, with, <laughs> with, with surprising dexterity, like, just sort of, like, out of nowhere, she, like, produces an apple. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, oh, what do I got I... here for you? And Ethel's ears, like, go, boink! <laughs> you know? They, they right. go, ah, amazing. You know? I love her already. Um, I, I, I... I don't believe I caught your name. You, 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 you are. Oh, I'm so sorry. My, my name's Esme. Esme. Yes. Esme. Nice to meet you. My name's uh, uh, Snell. Forgot my own name for a second there. <laughs> Snell. I'm Argus. It's a real pleasure, August. I shake her hand sincerely. And sir, you're you're muted again, Matt. Your mic. He's a, he's I'm, a ghost uh, squire. A man, a few, <laughs> a man, a few <laughs> words. He's, he's, he's a <laughs> I do not know what's going on. Uh, Halifax Swinney, dear. It's a, a, a pleasure to meet you. Sir Halifax. Quite a pleasure. Not he often... doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> not often that we get to, not often that we get one of the Knights of uh, House Harrimore here. Uh, he does not correct her. <laughs> <laughs> As is proper, right. 
Uh, you still have it, but whatever. <laughs> okay, All so right. you, you're more than welcome to come in, and, and uh, you know the fire is basically out. But if if you want to re if you want her to restart it, she can. Um, uh, or you can chill. You can. So what do you want to do? You want to chill here, or do you want to go? You have a I mean, I th think the only other piece of information that uh, Halifax would really want to know is, um, uh, so are you? It seems obvious that you, you know, you come here fairly regularly for your, uh, 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 you know, uh, eat in the in the ghost crows, and I, you know, I I admire that, and you know, someone uh, like yourself and your your group with, who's a, a self starter and uh, uh, motivated. Um, have you been here um, recently? Do you come Do you come here often, or are you just here now after having been away for a while? Oh, it's no. Uh, oh, to be honest, I mean the abbey, the ruins. They are a little bit intimidating. They are a little bit scary. Um, once in a while, we you see what you think are apparitions of monks sort of wandering around, and it's it's all very sort of spooky. But we haven't, in the times that we've been here, we haven't come across anything that has actually threatened us. So we felt that it was a, a profitable business, and we frankly don't like to talk about it with other people because we're afraid of people kind of cottoning yeah. on to the idea, if you know what I mean. Uh, so. We have to kind of balance the, the need for uh, the, the desire for profit versus our unwillingness to actually be here. So, point of fact, and you can tell she's a little bit long-winded, is that uh, we uh, we we don't come here too often. Every few months, if we can manage but, it, but we manage to get a tidy profit off of uh, off of what these ghost crows can offer. Well, well, Esme, have you uh, seen any other travelers on the road in the time that you've been here? Oh Maybe no, we we only arrived last night. Okay. We've heard rumors of brigands about. Uh, yeah, right it, around here. It, it is always a problem. We do come armed, and she kind of points back where you can see like there is like a weapons rack actually, like a raid where they've got a few different sorts of weapons. Um, but uh, we're no we're no wars, and we just uh, we hope for the kindliness of good men like yourselves on the road. But I uh, we have heard word down from Harrowmore that uh, what's his what, what's the name the Nag Lord and his uh, crookhorns are. In, coming south and they've got all sorts of nasty people uh flocking to his banner does attract oh. the worst kinds of people so i ah, yeah they are brigands we haven't encountered any but we've heard of them i've heard that too and i now have guys i now i'm thinking what a horrible plant uh situation would be if uh the nag lord had violet well it would be bad let's, let's, you're not, let's you're, not, you're, not you're not mentioning violet out loud though right no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, maybe uh, we should. Yes. Uh, we can, if you'd like. Quite mm. frankly, it it sounds like um, uh, if these people, you know, if if these uh, if folks uh, arrived last night, went up this morning, if there are, as we suspect, perhaps uh, brigands up there, they, they're going to find out in a minute. <laughs> yeah, they they might actually need our assistance. Yes, I think maybe we express that to Esme. I'm going to say, Esme, we hear rumors that brigands may be um, stowing away in the abbey as we speak, and I fear that your friends may need uh, aid should they stumble upon them. Would you be uh, ever so kind as to watch Ethel here uh, while we go up and and and? Ball them, basically. Profit, she said. Well, I hope that's not the case. 
You had to be a cold individual in order to camp out there on the actual ruins themselves. Mm. Uh, I, I hope you're not right, but uh, yeah, don't waste any more time. If you think that uh, Boroth and Degesh and the other one are going to be in trouble, <laughs> uh, yeah, don't go. Up I'll watch. I'll watch Poor Ethel. Yeah. Cool. Um, before, uh, I mean, like she seems friendly and trustworthy enough. As like Snell would probably believe her, but I just want to do like a quick glance around the campsite at any like obvious footprints or like signs of use that might for me call into question how many people she claims are with her, etc. Is that something is there that it, just kind of look around it's like looks like there's probably four people at this camp or is it like ten? You know what I mean? Like no, or is she, there any she sort of like, to be struggle? The truth. Like there appears to be four so. four total including her. Okay, cool. So yeah, I think we we, yeah. we leave Ethel and say uh Esme, we will be back uh hopefully before sunset with your friends. All right. Best of luck to you. Let's go. St. Louis. <laughs> I say we we make uh make it make with the quickness is what I'm trying to say, I guess, and follow the tracks up. Oh, the quickness he wants make now. It. Yeah. Okay, so you leave Ethel and you head back for the forest as quickly as you can. Um mm -hmm. and uh you you hit the road again. Um this all I'd say that probably like the talk like get the whole thing from waking up to getting to Ethel and talking to her probably took about like two hours. Yeah. I wanna say for everything. So uh it's probably around like ten o'clock in the morning right now, so you still got plenty yeah. of daylight left and uh so you're gonna make your way up the um up the uh, hill, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, oh! Before we go, sorry. One more thing. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell Esme. Esme. Yes. Esme. Yeah. Uh, I have this whistle that I bought, guys. I'm gonna say, if anything goes terribly wrong, I'm going to blow this whistle as loud as possible, so you know. That's a signal, right? I got it. Understood. All right. Okay. That's it. So you uh, you start to make your way up uh, the path. So it uh, it basically. It doesn't zigzag. It basically circles around this outcropping, rather large. Okay, um, you and as you get to the top of it, it passes through the toppled frame of an old gate um, and enters the central courtyard. What apparently was like a monastic complex at one point, um, now completely overgrown with brambles and errant trees, and most of the dwellings have been reduced to like a blackened rubble. Okay, um, spotted with, you know, there's snow and all that kind of stuff all over the place as well. Uh, so, uh, footprints? Uh, yeah, there are foot, there are footprints um, that are leading directly through this old gate. So the old gate, like I said, is just like a, like two pieces of stone that don't quite meet in the middle. Like it looks like it's caved in here, right? Um, so they kind of frame nothing, right? As you kind of come out into this and it opens up, it opens up before you directly to your, directly in front of you is this massive squat uh, bell tower um, that had top of the belfry, obviously, um, that stands largely undamaged compared to like the rest of the ruins. Okay, um, you can see that's what she had to avoid, right? She did, yeah. And you can see in the belfry itself um, that uh, which is open to the sky, right? Is that you can see moving shapes in there, dark moving shapes, multiple but in the bell tower. In the bell tower, yeah. You can see that very clearly that there are, you've been following footprints up this paved road, right? The footprints of these uh, humans, uh, you're assuming Degish, Borath, and the other guy, 
um, have moved through the old uh, moved through the old gate and uh, move um, in a northwesterly direction. Um, uh, passes stunted tree towards what appears to be the ruins of the chapel proper, like uh, like the main abbey itself, which is across the entire courtyard. Okay, directly to your west um, is a an old graveyard, crumbling stone walls, sprawled with ivy, um, and it's uh, the the walls themselves have been buckled by the uh, by roots of like looming yew and holly trees um, uh, surround the graveyard itself, um, and there is what appears to be a large stone mausoleum, like a single mausoleum that sort of sits right near the wall itself like you would you would have to pass mm -hmm. by the mausoleum in order to get into the graveyard itself okay cool. um and you do see a couple of other structures but they're kind of obscured by uh the ruins you know by like your line of sight basically like maybe behind the bell tower a little bit further to the north uh just to clarify one more time uh the bell tower is past the chapel is where is no, it the bell range? tower is directly in front of you Okay, so the, the bell tower is the closest object. But, yeah, exactly. So the bell tower is directly north yeah. of you. The ruined chapel is, is across the entire courtyard all the way to the northwest. Yes, gotcha. And there's gotcha. a graveyard okay. directly to the west. Okay. And um, she, she warned us not to go into the bell tower. And graveyard and the mausoleum. Not to go into the mausoleum or the graveyard. Yeah. And we see shadowy figures in the bell tower, but we see footprints in the, in the belfry, the right? Like the small shadowy dark figures up in the belfry like you just see movement like something like is moving up there yeah, multiple things moving you also see so you see those you see those footprints that go directly basically like a beeline the footprints that you're following go make a beeline to the ruined chapel to the northwest i think we but you also see but you also see a smaller set of footprints older that move from the door of the bell tower to the graveyard and back Okay, can I inspect those with my ranger eye? You want to move up to him? Yes. Okay. So and they go from the bell tower to the mausoleum. Uh, they do. Yes. Well, they go. Yeah. yeah, to the graveyard, basically. Yeah. 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 So you go up to you just kind of move up to the where you can meet them closest. Um, in the in the midst of this path, and you see that they are, um, there are a set of three footprints. They are, uh, one of them is barefoot, the other one is shooed, the other two are shooed, but they are small, they are children's sized. The shooed oh. or the barefoot? Both, all three. Well, this is really weird. That's super weird. Do we know anything about, like, um, I don't know, folk around here? I know there's the goat folk. Um, but they would have, I would guess, I don't know, cloved hooves or something, but are there like tales of little folk or is this like, uh, actually there, children? You think? There is tales of little folk like Grimalkin and Woodgrew and other fairy sort of things like that, but they tend to, they would wear like, this isn't them. You know what I mean? Like this, this looks like right. children's feet, children's feet. Yeah. Okay. Which is even kind of more disturbing. It's super disturbing. Yeah. The uh, do they going... go back and forth? They do like, go back and forth, yeah. Or... Hmm? Like one trip. One trip? Multiple. Back and like forth, it's or... tamped tamp down. Tamped down, okay. And and little people going back and forth. Mm -hmm. One last question. But, um, 
Oh yeah, go when, ahead. When you say they are older, obviously there it seems like well traveled, but does it appear as if you know, like the last snow old or months ago old? Does that no, make like sense? Last like what snow. I like, may, may, maybe even as soon as yesterday. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. So uh, here's what I'm going to suggest. Yes. How about I stand somewhere where I can watch this bell tower and the chapel, and you guys go find the trappers? I agree. Great suggestion. Yeah, just hang out here. Keep an eye on those doors, yeah. and, and we'll go talk to the trappers. You want to give me the whistle? Well, I already told her. Oh, now I fucked up. <laughs> I told her I would whistle if something went terribly wrong. Well, there are different volumes of whistle. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, fair. Okay, yeah, but I mean... You know, if, if children come out and they tend to be like, you know, yes. slavering vampire winged yeah. children. Okay, I'll give you I'm the whistle. The whistle. You know, yeah. that's I'll, give you, I'll give you the whistle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have yeah. a whistle. So John, what what's the, the distance between where we're working our uh, our fighter and where we're going the chapel? Between the the footprint. He's like he's camped out at like the, the footprints, right? Between yeah. the bell tower and the mausoleum. Yeah. Distance between there and the chapel, if we're going all the way to the chapel. Uh, I'd say about fifty yards. Not bad. Okay, so that's a, that's a, that's a sprint. All right, let's do it. Let's go talk to them real quick because we're getting neared. Okay, cool. So you, um, yeah, you, you uh, approach. Uh, this is Halifax and Snell, right? Halifax and Snell uh, uh, approach the ruined chapel itself. Um, uh, it's weather-beaten, dilapidated room. Uh, the roof seems to have been destroyed a long time ago, um, but it looks as if it was destroyed not from, like, collapse, but from a great explosion. Evidenced by, like, there are rafter... Uh, there's, like, rafter fragments and debris that are strewn about, like, the outlying grounds and courtyard, right? So that you can see, like, remnants of the roof, like, are out. <laughs> yeah, you know, which is uh, very strange. Um, you can hear what uh, a very, as you get closer, you can hear an unnerving metallic wheezing sound, and wheezing and scraping sound that's emanating from within the chapel itself, like a, like a really like weird sort of like deep mechanical sort of breathing sound. It almost sounds like it's coming from like pipes of some sort, right? Um, you can also hear at the same time, you can hear the echoing voices of, uh, Snell. You recognize them as the three men that you heard from before, uh, echoing within. I'm gonna, the, yeah. Uh, the door is opened or closed? Uh, the door is open right now, actually. I'm going to go ahead and, and, uh, call out, uh, in a friendly town. Uh, Diggish Boroth, uh, the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest. Uh, uh, we spoke with Esme. Uh, she said you were up here hunting. Uh, we come in uh, uh, good humor. Okay, you hear you hear from inside. You hear a, yeah. you hear a, like a, a rasping. Blimey! And and then you hear like another voice go shh. And at the same <laughs> at, the, at the same time you no. hear you hear behind you an Argus <laughs> Argus on. right by where you are. You see an explosion of black crows go out from all directions from the belfry, like a. Oh, <laughs> we fucked it up. Right, and they all and they kind of go out in all directions and they kind of blot out the sky for a second, but then they all kind of coalesce and in, into like a one of those starling clouds, you know, like. 
murmur like that. And for a quick second, it, they take on uh, the form of like a vaguely wraith-like humanoid form, and then they go and they and they and they um, shuttle back into the belfry, and they disappear. Um, at the same time, uh, so that happens like in a split second, and then you see uh, three men come out, and they've got short, sort of workmanlike blades. Like obviously not meant for actual fighting, but they 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 come out and they've got these big um, wicker cages that are strapped to their backs, and they've got like these long poles with nets on okay. the end. Yeah, and they yeah. so they basically have to lean down as they come as they come come out of like the the open doors, and they they're like for for Osiah's sake, keep your voice down. <laughs> and you see like there's like three men, and they're like all wild eyed and hairy. <laughs> Um, the the leader of them, who apparently is Degish, is like a uh, like um, like dirty blonde, and you think it's actually like like he would normally be like fair blonde, but it's actually dirty blonde. <laughs> like he's got sure, dirt sure, in it, sure. so it's dirty blonde. He's um, a mud clump at heart. He's, he's a, definitely a mud clump, <laughs> <laughs> a distant relation. Um, but he's got um, he's sort of got like uh, my kind of uh, uh, coloring uh, goatee, but it's like long and scraggly, like sort of like sure, draping sure, down. Sure. And he's like, um, and, oh, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he's kind of, they're all looking like wild eyed. And they got there. And then they see that you're just sort of like normal folk. And they kind of look at you real careful, like, are you normal folk? And then and, they kind uh, of put their blades away. I give them the look. Halifax like... will uh, flash his uh, uh, house Aramore symbol. symbol. Okay. Uh, oh, and, he, and, and they, they go wide eyed again, the same way that Esme did. And they, and they say, all right, Lord, pardon for the, for the, uh, the cussing and like, but, uh, it's a it's a delicate operation that we're doing here, and you're kind of interrupting things. It's all, if you don't mind, just Very keep your bad. voice down. Very sure. Very sorry. Uh, we it, had rumor there were there were, there was a danger up here, and <clears throat> I guess I shouldn't actually be. Uh, <laughs> we're whispering. whispering. <laughs> I'm whispering, whispering now as we talk. Uh, uh, heard rumor that there was a danger in the abbey and we were very worried that you might uh stumble upon bandits so we came in a hurry i'm glad to see that you're fine i'm sorry to have disturbed your uh hunt for the, the spectral crows there's, question mark there's plenty of danger yeah i like oh who told you oh as me told you <laughs> girl it's okay it's, it's okay i'm a hunter i'm a hunter it's fine i'm one i'm one of you there are plenty of dangers here we need to get out of here as soon as we can because you have probably brought them all down upon us. I'm, we, uh, I was going to flush out the ghost crows. Normally, we have to wait till dusk when they come out of the pipe organ itself. But the pipe organ? We'll have to see. Them. Cool. I'm a little bit. Did you see the tracks back there? Yes, we did. Our fr our friend is watching the doorway to the bell tower and the crypt. They look to be children's tracks. Are they, they are they unusual? Or yeah, it's those very are? unusual. Something unlikely. Something. You've heard the stories about old Mister Rag and Bones. I, I think he may have. Hey. He may have found some. He may have found some. Listen, we've got we got to go back to camp. But it, it's too dangerous now. Come on, follow me. Degish, Gringle. There's the other guy's name. Gringle. Gringle. How could we forget Gringle? Of course. Gringle. Gringle. Does he go by Gringleberry or? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> did, I he goes, let's that. go back, back. And he uh, kind of like he tries to hustle you guys back towards the way you came towards Argus. I actually uh, believe him. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to go back to camp with them and make an approach tomorrow, or if you want to just go for the bell tower now. It's up to you. 
this is a this is a good place to stop but maybe we should just yeah. figure out like what what is what the direction that you want to do you want to that's a, a good decision point do you want to watch the bell tower see if anyone comes out we could like creep out the walls and sort of stealthily watch it's it seems like a uh, watching for it would be, be better than just like you know picking one and opening a door and say, hey guys what's up well, you, okay, so maybe this will des decide you. You hear from uh, the first floor of the bell tower, you hear a high piping voice, which sounds like a small boy's voice. You hear, Mr. Ragonbones, do you want some more teeth? <laughs> you kind of hear that coming from inside. <laughs> um, I'm ready. Uh, you see, like, uh -huh. the, the three trappers go white. Like, they're just like, And they're moving even more quickly towards the gate, like keeping like one eye to the left, like up at the bell tower, like so. Like, um, they're, they're like just constantly like doing the revelator the entire time. They're just like fuck this, fuck this, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, me th me thinks rag and bones is a fairly fairly literal uh, description, given that they walk back and forth between the crypt and the bell tower, and he might have found some little familiars in the form of children to get him. Violet, maybe. Uh, Argus is going to have his spear out and uh, be walking sort of backwards away from the belfry, but keeping his eye on that doorway. Okay, so I'm not saying this will be the case, but assuming that nothing actively threatens you, um, do you want to go back to the camp or do you want to investigate the, the bell tower? Or, or do something else uh, up, up here? Like, do you want to stay here, stay here or go back to the camp? That's what I want to know before we end. Let's, let's get outside the gate and, and then discuss it out there. So stay near, not go all the way back down. Back, stay back, right back. Gate, we're watching the bell tower if we don't get attacked. Okay. What do we want to do from then, though, guys? Do you want to try to convince these people to help us tomorrow? Go check it out. Do you want to do it on our own now? There's no, there's sense, no, difference. no sense waiting a day if we're not going to try to like use them. Just just on a purely place. mechanical level, like these guys aren't like retainer quality, right? Like they're completely like yeah. non-combatants. Like they they will like, not investigate with you. Right. No matter what we do, they're they're back. They're done. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I think we should investigate now or never. Like, right, I, think, I think David's right. Like, we, if we don't do it now, then we're not going to do it. You still There's have no plenty point. of daylight too. So yeah. So yeah. What, what I suggest, hear me out, is we go to the gate per Ted. I get my longbow out. I train it on that bell tower door and I wait. Okay. And the minute we see it open, we see what happens. Okay, right? cool. That's a good uh, end scene. Very nice. Yeah, love it. We'll keep a little little cliffhanger there. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, that was great. Awesome. Okay, so yeah. Awesome. Good Ooh, session. Adventure. That was fun. <laughs> All right, cool. So you're in the thick of it now. We'll see what happens. So uh... I didn't know we had a dental surgeon in the bell tower. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a twist. <laughs> All right, so I anticipate that uh, there's there's a decent chance that we we'll figure out scheduling off camera, of course. But uh, just for viewers out there, there's a decent chance that we may not be. Uh, airing anything over the holidays. Um, it all depends upon people's availability, but we usually just assume that we don't play over the holidays. So um, if that is the case, I wish everyone a happy holidays. Um, otherwise, I will I will see you soon um, and we'll play some more. So thank you again for watching and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Bye.